Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me again, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there is no shame in his game because he is always the same. That's me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not, you're not going crazy. This is not like uh, you've forgotten the day of the week. This is a Tuesday, and uh, usually we go live on Wednesdays. Uh, that being said, it was just with Thanksgiving and the holidays. I'm going to be traveling tomorrow, so I was unable to commit to making the podcast tomorrow live. So we wanted to make sure that we were giving everybody their fix of the Islanders Never Say Die podcast, even if it's a day early, Grumpy. Okay, I just want to say TJ can go traveling anytime he wants, anywhere he wants, postponing podcasts left and right uh, because he's also postponing our Thursday TJ and the Grumpy Old Man podcast. I don't know how he gets top billing to begin with, honestly, but so he's canceling that one also. Uh, but the bigger, uh, you know, so, but, you know, seriously, I understand, TJ, you have to go visit uh, Paige's family. So I totally understand that. Um, the Islanders never say die community. I don't know if they understand, but I certainly do. Uh, but the bigger question is, what kind of shirt are you wearing today? I had to release the gun show, Grump. Oh. <sighs> Go ahead and bring it out. We had to bring it out. I got done working out today, and it was a hectic day. There's a lot of things, a lot of great items. Hey, I know the Islanders are struggling, ladies and gents, but we've got good news regarding the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. Before we get to I'm talking about there's two really big items and the third one on the way. So you know how I get I get branded as overpromise and underdeliver. Well, yeah, sure, maybe I overpromised on this. That being said, we finally have some good news for the podcast, for the listeners, for the people who enjoy TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That being said. The Islanders Never Say Die podcast is a podcast that occurs every single Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and every single Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Unless the Islanders play a game, 
There's a whole lot of change going on, ladies and gents. I know today we're going live on a Tuesday. Changes. Going forward, guys, we have a little bit of a change going on. People really enjoyed us doing the live stream during the game and commenting on the game. So now, going forward, we are going to be going live during every Islanders game that is on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. The only days we will not be going live during an Islanders game are on Thursdays and Sundays, and that's because we do TJ and the Grumpy Old Man on those days. And again, that's a sports podcast where we talk sports and shoot the shit at Thursday at 9 p.m., Sundays at 8 p.m. But for those of you who enjoyed the content and enjoyed a little bit of a laughs, you know, not having to worry about such measured individuals, you know, listening to the broadcast, blowing your brains out, telling, you know, how they're going to tell you, they'll piss on you and tell you it's raining. You don't have to worry about listening to that anymore. Teaching the grumpy old man will be on the Islanders Never Say Die podcast Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Anytime the Islanders play, we'll be live. And so, on and anything about TJ and the Grumpy Old Man podcast for Saturday? Yes. Well, hey, Saturday, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, we're going to be going live during the Ohio State Michigan game. So yeah, we're trying to we're trying to integrate a little bit more of the live streams during the games. People really liked it; had good reception. So we'll keep doing it. Now that big news item number one, big news item number two, ladies and gents, drum roll, please. We have finally gotten the freaking merchandise store up. Oh, my God. I cannot tell you how long it took. Uh, many, many, many revisions. I have that, by the way, in the link in the description below. So after the podcast or even if you're watching in post, you could just click on it. It's in the link in the description below. We finally have the merchandise store open. As you can see, a few of those items listed here. And I'll show you, too, how it looks, guys. Like keeping them up there for a long period of time. What was that, like a two-second rule? Yeah, well, here it is, right? Look at this, guys. We finally... Finally, finally, look, I could select my color. I could select my size and boom, ladies and gents, we finally have the merchandise store up and going right around the Christmas time, right around holiday season. I wanted to get it done before Thanksgiving. We did get it done before Thanksgiving. If you are an individual who looks at uh, colors and uh, maybe you're not great with them, I'm not great with them. Just know that we only did four colors, orange which is heather orange, cream, soft cream, so it's like this brownish color. We did white, and we did blue, which is listed as heather true royal. That is just blue. So you'll notice when you click on these items, it does not change the actual photo. So for whatever reason, that being said, there's only four colors, orange, brown, white, and blue. But it's finally completed. It's off the chest. We've got it done, guys. So we're got we're we're bringing the live streams during the games on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, and we've got the merchandise store open. Now I'm going to say, with the holidays coming up, there might be a couple of days that are maybe we're not doing a live stream potentially. Absolutely, yeah. Well, the holidays again. We'll let you know when items change around for the holidays, but. We've got it up, guys. We're headed in the right direction. And everybody knows after this, I was going to be trying to get certain cuts and short little clips of like highlights of the week of Grumpy and I when we go on a little tirade, when we've got little snippets that can work well. So that's the next thing on the list. But you can cross off, hey, there's finally merchandise available. And 
hey, we're also going on during live streams of the game, Grump. So a lot, lot, of, lot of housekeeping items that we had to go ahead and discuss here today. That being yeah. said, I, I just want to say uh, kudos for TJ, an unpaid intern, which he is on this job. Um, he's learning a lot of stuff. And yes, he overpromised and underdelivered uh, by, I don't know, a year on the shirts. But they are finally completed once the grumpy old man had to get involved. Uh, things seem to go a lot faster. Mm -mm -mm. I try to give my I try to give my interns, you know, a little bit of rope so they learn on the job. Some of them can, some of them wear tank tops. Hey, you know what, Grump? What can I say? What can I say, Grump? I'm, hey, man, I'm just happy. That's why we were a little late today. We planned on going live around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but you'll notice it's closer to 9.30. But uh, we just wanted to get this item done and completed. But guess what, man? It's done. It's completed. We'll make sure we're bringing it up on every podcast we're doing from here on out, too, that the merchandise store is up. It's completed, guys. You can get – even if the Islanders are struggling – Man, you can go and you can sport you can sport a very very fashionable Barry in the Vets T-shirt. There's a lot that you can sport around. That's for a certain grumpy old man. Um, so we've got. Um, and you go to Etsy for this? Is that where you go? Yes, it is. It is in. It's in the link in the description below. So you'll be able to find that in the link in the description below. That's where all the different designs are. You can pick and choose what you like. And if you go to Etsy, what do you put in in the Etsy thing? Islanders never say die. No. It's in the link in the description below. Don't worry about it. Link okay. in the description below, Grumpy. Keep it I simple. Don't see it. Okay. All right. Okay. That being said, Islanders talking Islanders. Grump. Yikes. 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 Grump. Yeah, I almost feel like that Barry, the Bubba Barry, and the vet shirt is almost defunct at this point in time. Oh, jeez. He seems lost. Team seems lost. Uh, you know, they've been complimented on the last couple of years where you know they're able to battle through adversity and it doesn't seem like they're capable of doing that the players or the coach honestly and you have to wonder about the direction of the team right now just uh you know you get a couple i realize we you know we had the COVID thing and a couple injuries and you know people say well it's just bad luck and you know when we get everybody back you know we'll be fine all i know is we were playing terrible with everyone it's not like we were playing great before, you know, this COVID uh, issue sprung up. Uh, and just to say that, I just I just don't like to make excuses, that's all. Now, I that said, I think Toronto, Toronto and Calgary are two outstanding teams, okay? Go ahead, TJ. I think it's really, 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 it's convenient to say, oh, well, it's COVID, and oh well, it's a few injuries. That's what we can throw. That's what we can throw this season as a lost cause. I think it's really convenient, and I think it doesn't actually acknowledge the underlying issue and the underlying issue on the team. You're right because I think you're right. You mentioned it early on in the season. We've had everybody healthy, and guess what? You look at it like this: these people are catching COVID now. They're going to be healthy for the remainder of the season, right? They're going to be out for a two-week time period, and whenever they can get their first negative test, they're all vaccinated. And as soon as they get their first negative test, they're good to go week week and a half two weeks you're good to go you're not going to be catching covid I, I would assume again uh over the next you know four or five months that is the remainder of the season so when other teams might have a flare up and a guy catch covid here or there or i guess we're getting all of ours out of the way early um you know maybe that's me just trying to look at the positive of it but um I, 
we're we're in a, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sledding for the Islanders tomorrow against the Rangers. Too, you talk about a depleted team with COVID and injuries. It's I, I don't expect a positive result. Yeah. Um, okay. Last week I said I mentioned that I'm not throwing in the towel until we get to play a few games at home. Uh, these two games, I mean, they're two against two really really good teams. Like I said, I mean. Calgary's really impressing me this year. And Toronto, they played a real solid defensive game. I mean, that's not the Toronto that we know and love. And when I say love, that's where we would beat them every single time because they couldn't handle a counterattack at all defensively. But I thought they were really good defensively. And it seems like uh, Sheldon Keefe has kind of turned them around in that regards. And they're playing really, really, really well. The biggest problem the Islanders have in making a playoff push is not the amount of points. There's seven points out of the last uh, wild card spot. It's the fact that all the amount of teams are ahead of them. It's one thing to make up points, but when you got to beat like another five or six teams out, it's tough. It's really, really tough. I don't disagree with that. And I'm not here. Here's the thing. I'm not so much looking and staring at where everything is regarding the playoff picture. I'm just not. It's really early to be doing that. Um, Not it, that it early. Concerning. it's concerning with how we're playing. That's that's the most concerning part. And here it is: before even we started with the COVID issues, it was concerning how we were playing then too. Um, I think we saw on Sunday, Robin Sala made a few mistakes. We we didn't expect him to be the next coming of Bobby Orr. We mentioned that in the podcast with Coach Tommy B too. We mentioned it. He's not going to be the next coming of Bobby Orr. He's going to make. Yeah, and he, I mean, I thought, you know, he's getting applauded for how great he was the first two games. I thought he was okay in the first game, um, and I thought he was bad in the second game. Uh, he was on the ice for, I mean, one, the third goal was directly uh, his fault. He takes the puck in his own end. He blindly throws a cross eye, gets picked off by Marner. Then Marner skates in, makes a pass, drives a net, skates right past Sallow, who doesn't even cover him, and Amarna pops it into the net. And it's like, man, that's just a bad play. And he had a number of turnovers. I didn't think he played extremely well. That said, I warned people about this. I have no problem with it. As long as they're learning from these mistakes, I'd rather see them play the young guys. Ajo has gotten consistently better. Still turns the puck over a little bit, but you see he's got some juice in his game. I think that Grant Hutton, has been disappointing uh, so far. He's had limited ice time. I think of all the defensemen that were called up, he's probably uh, the lowest uh, for uh, you know what you want in your lineup, to be honest with you. Uh, but that's what I do, right? When a game's a blowout, you see you're losing. I want to see how the young guys look. Why? Because I want to see, okay, who can help us later in the season? And so far, I think Ajo can. Uh, Salo needs to continue to play. I don't think Hutton's going to be much of a help. Richard Ponick has looked really good in two games. Yeah, they had him playing on the first line, a la uh, Komarov from last year, but he showed a little bit of ju jump in his game too. I mean, I'd love to see him on the fourth line all the time. The biggest revelation for me was has been the play of Noah Dobson, without a doubt. Uh, it's almost like he said, you know what, Barry, you can't bench me now. I'm just going to go out and do my thing, and he's looked great the last two games. Really has. 
It's funny you mention the playoffs. It's it's funny how it's like a few games and Islanders Twitter, Islanders Nation is talking about, okay, we're probably going to be sellers at the trade deadline. We're going to be looking at a lottery pick. We're not making the playoffs. It's funny how the, the complete atmosphere and the complete room changes on that. It's like uh, stark differences overnight. You could go ahead and it's like a flip. It's like a flip of a switch. I'm not willing to say, hey, we're going to be looking at, or, you know, we're not making the playoffs this season. It's a long year. You're never as good as you think. You're never as bad as you think. Um, that being said, this team has noticeable flaws. It has for the last few years. And Two years ago, we would not have made the playoffs if it was not for COVID. Last year, we squeaked into the playoffs as the number four seed. And this year, right, is still noticeable flaws. What I think we've missed the most is not having the counter the counterattack style that we've always played with. That's what that's what's given us a huge issue. How many times last year, and even two years ago, right, we play hard defensively, we're stingy, we make them fight for every single inch on the ice, which we don't do all that often anymore this year. I, I think that's been a noticeable issue. We're giving up, we're conceding way too much space in the neutral zone, way too much space when they cross our blue line. That being said, we're not able to catch teams off guard because they keep us hemmed in our own zone. We have not been able to spring those counterattacks and we are not have not been able to execute on them. So that I think has drastically hurt not only the defense around you know Sorokin and Varlamov, but also our our offensive production because our offensive production, just like John Smith mentioned, very very poor. We are not scoring goals this year. I mean, like we're we're right around about two goals a game. It's it's hard to watch. Yeah, um, I just want to comment real quick on the the tweet that you have up right now. Just a brutal two weeks for this team. All right, it hasn't been two weeks. It's been two games, really. Okay. Uh, Bailey should be back by Friday. Uh, Johnston is a bench player. Bellows, bench player. Uh, losing Pellick, Hurts, Green, Andersley. What has he done thus, this, uh, thus far this season? Not much. I mean, Chara, oh well. I mean, it was so funny. AJ happened to comment on the telecast. Well, you know, we didn't, the Islanders didn't acquire. Zdeno Chara for his mobility. I'm like, what? You so in other words, what you're trying to say, AJ, is we gave up probably our most mobile defenseman that we had left on the team, who was actually allowed to be mobile, and Nick Letty, and brought in the traffic cone. I just, I just don't understand that thought process. I mean, it's just frustrating. I just let's not overreact. Okay, everyone's overreacting. It's more, I'm more concerned about our, the way we're playing, not who's out, who's not, because it's not like we're missing, uh, you know, Bobby Orr, Gordy Howe, Mario Lemieux, and Wayne Gretzky off this team. It's not. We are missing a lot. Of, we are missing a lot of important pieces on defense. Andy Green, yeah, sure, he's a bottom pairing guy. Zdeno Char is miserable, so that's actually addition by subtraction, in my in my perspective. But missing Pulak and Pelic at the same time, you could see, is absolutely detrimental to our team. It's detrimental. Well, Think, yeah, think, about many, think about how many times the defense left Sorokin high to dry. Think about it. Yeah, and Pellick will be back. I mean, he's not going to be gone, what, maybe another couple of games, that's it? I mean, you know, that's that's what we're kind of looking at, right? It's not like they're going to be gone for like a month or two months, like Pulak's going to be out four to six, or Nelson's going to be out, you know, two, two weeks to a month. Um, you know, so those guys will be back. But we have to get back to playing our style of hockey. And the fact that Barry Trotz kind of 
looks flustered when you talk to him. I'm like, dude, I'm just kind of baffled why a guy who's been coaching for over 30 years is flustered like that. It, it's it's mind boggling to me, honestly, just like he's lost, like he doesn't know what to do. Shooters. Hey, you know go ahead. Go. go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, finish up your point. It's like, you know what? Here's the thing, Barry. Alter your coaching style with the talent you have. That's what you should do. If you see that your, your talent can't do certain things, don't try to run your system that way. Try to tweak a little bit. That's what you should do. That's what good coaches do. Shooters Puck Hockey says the NHL needs to cancel the game. It's not right to basically be giving the other team a free win at this point. Now, let me ask you, I've been seeing a lot of this sentiment being shared around also. We've got so many guys out to COVID. Look at the list now. The list is seven different Islanders out with COVID. The Ottawa Senators had their games postponed when they had 10 players out with COVID. We've also now acquired, we've got two injuries as well. That being said, if you're looking at who starts consistently, you're looking at seven guys who are consistent starters on our, you know, on our lineup that are out right now, Grump. And I mean, like out of, I mean, think about it, right? Out of the 18 skaters, you've got six of those skaters that are out. Okay. Injuries don't count. That's not COVID related. Just because you have injuries doesn't mean we're postponing games. It's just the COVID guys. Bailey, Lee, Pellick, Green, and Chara. That's five. That's five. That's it. That's only five. Johnston never played, and Bellows doesn't play unless somebody else is out. So it's it's not like Otto who's missing 10 starters. That's a little bit different. Now, if they were missing 10, they would probably postpone games. That said, we weren't beating Calgary and Toronto. We don't match up with those teams right now. Right now, we're just not a very good team. I'm not saying we can't turn into that as the season progresses, but right now, we're not a very good team. We were not going into those with before we had COVID. We were not a very good team. And it's just uh, ex it's just exacerbated now with more guys being out. But all is not lost, honestly. Just got to ride this. Just ride it out a little bit. I, I Here's the thing. I, I think there's still underlying issues with this team, so I think that's that's going to be you know really the 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 nail or you know the 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 hay that breaks the camel's back, but or the straw that breaks the camel's back. But Jesus, Grumpa, yeah. it's hard not to look at this in a pessimistic light because you're getting off to such a sluggish start. You've got also the Olympics jammed in here. I I think we have learned that. Robin Sallow, I think, has should be playing, even though he does make mistakes. He's going to be human. He's going to make young mistakes. He should be playing over Chara when everybody's healthy. Agreed. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, you look at both Pulak and Nelson, right? Both of them are about two to four weeks away. Well, here's the thing, right? If you, even Sallow, if you don't want to give Sallow a full-time slot, play him every other game. Playing two out of three. So this way, come the business end of the season, he'll be ready to contribute. I know that's not Barry's style, but you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. That's how you break young guys into the lineup. That's how you do it. You don't break a guy into the lineup over three or four years. One year, you ease him into the lineup, and then you elevate him as his performance dictates. I mean, like I said, Noah Dobson, I almost think that Barry Trotz has hurt the development of his career. I really feel that. You see what the kid can do when you just give him just a little bit of rope. And why hasn't he done that the last couple of years? 
all of a sudden we have to have a bunch of injuries before this kid can take off and do his stuff. That's the system thing. And I called it, you know, two, three weeks ago. Now I mentioned that the system I think is hurting no adoption and it's proved outright. Of course. That being said, now do you think after Barry has seen what Noah can do when he's given a little bit of rope, do you think he's going to be afforded that opportunity? No. If he gets everybody back healthy, he's going to go right back to being Barry. Uh, here's the thing. Leopards don't change their spots, and neither is Barry Trotz. Oh, I like that. Look at you. Um, I've it's funny, right? You got fans talking about, hey, now we're now we're entering the pain for Shane sweepstakes, and and people are saying, hey, who could we sell at the trade deadline? I just if you're if you're out of the playoff spot, I, I I firmly believe you should sell. I still believe if we're even ten points out, this team will double down and try to make additions at the trade deadline. Grump, what are you looking at? I yeah, I'm like no, no, the team we're not good enough. We, there's no way we're going to contend for a Stanley Cup this year. No way. I told you in preseason, no one wanted to listen. Everybody's picking the Islanders to win the whole thing. No, 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 no. We're not good. We did nothing to improve. We got worse. You know, you yelled at me when I said our team was worse in the offseason. No on. stupid, grumpy old man. Stop, 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 stop. I certainly did not yell at you. I said the only – look. Our podcast, I think, does a really good job of how how could of our team be better? How could it be worse? And presenting the sides of the argument, we went over if our team were to improve. We said there were a few key things. Sorokin has to step up his game significantly to where he steps up and we improve in goaltending. I think Sorokin is the better goalie than Varlamov. I think we've taken a little bit of a step forward regarding our, you know our netminder. That being said, I said on defense. I said Noah Dobson has to improve so much that he offsets the loss of Nick Letty and the replacement of Zidane O'Char. And I said that we cannot take a too far of a step back with Pellick, Pulak, Mayfield, and Green. Well, it's just way too big of an ask for that. We we found that out 10 games into the season that Noah Dobson, doesn't matter how far he improves, he you're right, he would have to be Bobby Orr on the ice in order to offset the decrease that we've seen and, and the loss of Nick Letty compared to Chara and what we've seen a little bit in, in a decrease in, in the production of Andy Green. And since Pelic and Pulak were split up, we saw a significant decrease in their in their play. And we said, what did the Islanders have to do to improve on the offensive side of the puck, right? Oliver Wallstrom, we needed him to take a step forward. We needed guys like like uh, Matt Barzal to take a step forward. And we needed our, our forwards who were in their 30s not to take too far of a step back. Or if they were taking a step back, it would have to be a small one, not a, not a large step. And you think about it, right? Josh Bailey, I think, has taken a step back this season. Anders Lee, compared to what he did last year, has taken a little bit of a step back. Uh, Brock Nelson, I think, has been... Brock Nelson, he is not taking a step forward, not take, 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 taking a step backwards. I think he's been more than more than sufficient out there on the ice. And uh, uh, Kyle Palmieri has been, eh. So uh, we didn't take a step forward on the offensive side of the puck so far. Our defense looks like it took a step backwards, a, a significant step backwards. And our goaltending is right around the same mark, maybe a little better. Yeah, I think the offense has taken a big step back. Huge step back, monstrous step back. One goal for Bailey, one goal for Palmieri, one goal for Pajot, zero for your offset. Your oh, look how great the third line is with Zach Parise, so much better than Leo Komarov. No goals, three assists. 
and he plays in every single situation. The fourth line has regressed again. Um, Anders Lee is what he was two years ago, not last year before he got hurt. Anthony Bavillier, meh, occasionally streaky. Brock Nelson, he's had a couple of good games the whole year. Otherwise, he's been invisible. Like I said, it, it, we've taken – the whole team seems like it's taken a step back, and I think it's because it's age-related. I really do. I just think, guys, majority of these team, these players are in their 30s. You don't get better in your 30s. And our margin of error was so small to begin with. When you lose that little bit of an edge, now all those games you were winning before, you're losing. And I think we're seeing that's what's happening right now. And again, not saying it can't reverse, not saying that some young guys can't continue to step up their play. Um, but uh, yeah, Brent, uh, Mr. B saying any injury updates on the injuries. Yeah, Brock's going to be out two to four. Ryan Pulak is, again, like that two to four week range. Pulak is four to six. Four to six a week and a half ago. So he's now two to four, essentially. So you got both of those guys that are in the two to four week range. Um, yeah, I, it, it's not. I mean, those are two very big pieces. Brock Nelson has been a hell of he's I know Grumpy doesn't like Croc Nelson. Brock Nelson's played well this year. And Ryan Pulak is a hell of a top pairing defenseman for us in our system when matched up with Adam Pellick. Those are two big losses. You've lost your top defense pairing as of right now. You've lost Anders Lee, your first line left wing. You've lost, I guess Josh Bailey technically was the, the first line right wing, but you know, however you cut the however you slice, you know, however you slice it. You've lost your first line left wing. You've lost your second line center. You've lost Josh Bailey wherever you throw him in the mix. I, I'm sorry, you've just you're missing a lot, Grump, of important pieces. Yeah, but they weren't producing anyway. They weren't producing anyway. I know Nelson's leading score. He had six points in two games. Two games out of fifteen, he had six points. So I mean, he's got what twelve points on the year, thirteen points on the year. So I mean, you'll figure it out. He's a half a point a game player. I mean, and I don't think he's been as good this year overall. I just don't think he's been that good. Uh, you know, here's an interesting stat. The Islanders have lost six games in a row by three or more goals. You want to know the last time that's happened for the Islanders? 1972-1973, their expansion year. That's how long it's been. That's how bad we've been. They did that three times in that expansion year. But that's not a that's that's not the mark of a good team getting beat by three goals every night for six games in a row. I want to go mention what you talked about with Brock Nelson. I'm not going to let you say he's a half a point a game player. The guy's got 15 games played. He's got 11 points. He's averaging more than half a point a okay. game. And he had six points in two games. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You could say he's, he's been streaky. Okay. I'll be it. That's, I think that's a, that's an apt assessment. That being said, you can't just ignore the games where he's playing well and he's scoring three or four goals and just say, well, I'm not going to include that one in the list. Right, come on. You got to be yeah. fair and honest, man. Both those games are Brock Nelson specials, a blowout of Montreal, a couple of padded stats goals, and then a game where we got rolled against Calgary. He scores two goals. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the Brock Nelson I know and love where we're down seven to one and he gets two, two goals right at the end of the game. It looks like he's had a great game. No, he has not played well. He's not played well. Mm. That is true. Way, Showing way too much way, skin. Way too much skin. Um, yeah, I don't but, know what the other comment said, but I know TJ doing blow buys on anything that makes him look bad. No, Grump. I pop it up. I, here's the thing, Grump. I don't need you reading the comments. I handle that, my man. You can look through on the sidebar. I will pop Thank them up. Thank you, Alexander. Yeah. 
Hey, oh, look at you, Grump. Here's the thing, man. What scenario? Let's play this. We've played in the offseason. What scenario could you see the Islanders not making the playoffs? Now that the shoe is on the other foot and we're struggling, what scenarios could you see the Islanders making the playoffs? Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. We're not all negative. Our job is to is to pose the opposite point of view of what everybody's talking about and explain and, and possibly digest as to why everything that's being propagated out there might be wrong. Uh, for me, the only way we can make the playoffs is if every other team implodes. It's almost like if Ghostbusters Afterlife just opened up in movie theaters last week, you know, where, you know, they open up, uh, you know, the streets of New York and all the other teams fall in. That's about it. That's about it. We, I just, I mean, here's the thing. It's not how many points we're behind. It's how many teams we're behind and how poor we're playing and how it seems like Everyone in our division has elevated their play. That's that's the biggest concern to me. We're not playing our style of hockey. We look lost out there at all times. And Barry Trotz doesn't seem to have an answer. It just seems like we get lower and lower and lower. Tomorrow could be really, really bad. Really bad. Let me let me I, ask I, you. I this. hate those Rangers. Do you think I, this could be a turning point for us? Do you think it's a really, really bad loss? And then You've got guys coming back after COVID, right? Because you think about it, we play Wednesday. And it looks like the, let me actually back that up. People are asking, why the hell are we still being forced to play games? Kind of one of the same thing myself. That being said, the only conclusion I could come to is kind of a two-pronged one. Number one, the Islanders have played the least amount of games in the NHL, and they want to make sure they don't get too far behind. If you were to shut down the Islanders or postpone the Islanders season for another week or two, I think then they're, they they look at it like, oh my God, they already have a condensed schedule. We already have the Olympics. They just, they're just not going to have enough time to fit the games in and they're going to be murdered with the condensed schedule they're going to have already on top of a condensed schedule because of the Olympics. That's, that's really the only thing I could think of. We can still ice a team. That's why they play. We're only missing five guys due to COVID. Injuries don't count. Injuries do not add into this. So Pulak and Nelson are not included in this in this mathematics. You got two guys who were not starters. They were bench guys. They were guys who were never playing in Bellows and Johnston. Everybody else was a player. So you're missing five guys in essence. Otto was missing 10 starters. That's why they had three games postponed. Hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's why we're going live here Tuesday, just because with the holidays and everything like that. We just want to provide if you need to get away through, you know, when everything gets all crowded and congested with family, lots of food. You've got Founders Never Say Die podcast to rely back on. That's for certain. And uh, how you assume pretty much Wednesday is, is an automatic loss. Is that correct, Grumpy? Is that what your assumption is? Um. I think maybe Sorokin, if it's Sorokin in net, could do something for us. But I just, I just don't think we're good enough to keep up with the Rangers. I mean, they, they have, they have the same formula that every team that's hammered us this year uses: speed, 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 aggressive forechecking, and relentless forechecking and driving the net. That gives us problems. That's that's when we had all of our guys healthy. That was giving us a problem. I told you in the preseason. I told you before the season started. I told you during the season. Those teams give us a problem. The Rangers are one of those teams as well. I mean, so, that's that's why that's why I worry about them. 
And here's the thing. We play those damn Flyers. When do we play them? Friday night? No, I'm sorry. Uh, when do we play the Flyers? Do you know? The Flyers on Tuesday. Okay. I hate those damn Flyers. I know we're going to be doing a live stream on that day. Man, yes. do I hate those Flyers. So, we have to beat the Flyers. And just to clarify, so we're going to start. We will not be doing the live stream this Friday. This will be the, the first Friday. We will not just because Thanksgiving, again, with the holidays and everything like that. We will start the live stream during the game schedule. And again, just for those who are tuning in, it's going to be on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Anytime the Islanders play, we'll be live watching along, commenting, going crazy. Um, but we'll start that Flyers game on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, November the 30th. So mark your calendars. Um, Eddie has got a question, Grumpy. Is it too early to write this season off? Why or why not? I think it's too early. I do. And, and you know, we were not playing well. We we're not scoring a lot of goals. I think this could be a point to where we think, hey, we've got to make a drastic change. We've got to switch something up. We have to. We have to have our system. Hey, we usually play. You know this. This very, very, very close knit um, uh, fight for every inch on the ice type of style. We maybe need to open that up a little bit. We're we can rely on our goalie. We can rely on our goalie, but we need to put more of a four check in mind of our forwards. We need to start generating more goals. Do you want to know why we play that style? Because we're not talented enough to play any other way. That's how less talented teams are able to beat others. They just play button-up defense and hope to get a break the other way. We don't have the talent to play it any other way, honestly. We tried to open it up, and we still lost. I mean, we just don't have enough talent. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to – I mean, I've, I've mentioned this for years now. No one wants to listen, and now you're starting to see it. Uh, two injuries have derailed this team. I mean – it's not like, I'm going to say it again, it's not like we were playing all great shakes before everything happened, uh, you know, two games ago. Two games. We're only talking about two games. Now, here's the thing. Is the season over? No, it's not. That said, we're going to have to come out and win. If we can win both of these two games against the Rangers and Pittsburgh, I think we can right the ship. Are we capable? I don't know. I I don't see us having a chance of, of winning uh, <laughs> until we get some of these players back off the COVID list. I think Pelic is ultra important to have back there, right? You talked about Grant Hutton, how he looked like he struggled. He did look like he struggled. And when you integrate some of the younger guys in, it's you can integrate them maybe one or two at a time. I think two is optimally where it should be, right? You've got Dobson, who's relatively young, and you should have Sallow. But when it's like, okay, now we're having to throw in Sebastian Ajo, who doesn't have a whole bunch of NHL experience. We're throwing in Sallow, who has very limited NHL experience. You're throwing in Grant Hutton, who has very limited NHL experience. You think to yourself, okay, Noah Dobson, when you look at it in that, that direction, Noah Dobson has more games played than all three of those defensemen put together in NHL action. Think about that. Noah Dobson has more games played in the two seasons that he's been with the Islanders than Sebastian Ajo, Grant Hutton, and Robin Sallow combined. That is, I think, worth throw. You got to throw that into the equation, right? I always like to play devil's advocate. That's my job, right? I think you know the the sky is falling, but I think you also have to take that into account when we start to get Pelic back. I think that really is a big plus. Sallow and Hutton made their NHL debuts on Saturday night. Aho's played what, maybe 40 games in the NHL in all his whole career. 
here's the thing. I don't mind. Hutton, to me, is nothing more than an emergency defenseman. I, you know, like I said, I've really watched how the young defenseman played the last couple of days because, to me, when when your team can't score, let's see what the defense is doing, particularly since we're predicated on defense anyway. And you're looking at – and the new players. How do the new players look? I'm going to tell you again. I thought Sal looked okay. Uh, I gave him a B for the first night. I gave him a C, C minus for the second night. I didn't think he was yeah, – they turned the puck over an awful lot. Uh, Salo has gotten a little bit better every game, but he has a couple of turnovers every single game. Hutton uh, on that, I think it was the second goal, was slow to get back on Richie, and Richie just outworked him and uh, generated the you know the pop-in shot on a nice pass right in front of the net. I mean, and that's on Hutton. I totally blame that on Hutton not being aggressive enough on, on uh, Richie. But that's okay because, for me, he's nothing but a desperate fill-in guy. And that's what he'll eventually be, right? He's 27 years old. He's not going to be a full-time NHL guy ever. But I enjoy watching the young guys. Does Salo get better from game to game? I don't know. We're going to find out tomorrow, right? I think you said Ajo. that. You, you mean Ajo has been getting better game to game. Yes. And okay. does, does, Salo get, does Salo get better? Does he improve from game to game? I mean, I thought he took a step back in the second game. I really did. Here's it, we know he's going to make mistakes. What I tell you, right? The mistakes that Salo and Aho make, they are coachable. There, you, know, you can coach those mistakes away. The mistakes that Chara and Green make at this stage in their career are not coachable mistakes. Those are mistakes they make due to uh, physically not being able to actually execute what their body wants to be able to execute and what they would like to ideally execute. They just they just can't keep up with it as much anymore. True. I mean, that's, and that's why I've said it. If I said it once, I said it a hundred times. That's why you break these guys in a little bit of time every year. You don't just have to throw them in like this. And Salah is a little bit different, but Ahu could have played some games last year. He should have gotten Dobson instead of giving him limited ice time the last two years. He should have fed him more ice time and actually uh, tried to nurture the natural talents that he has. But Barry Trotz doesn't do that. It's system or nothing. I mean, that's why you see the kind, of, the kind of draft picks we make, honestly. I don't know. I don't know why you're trying to blame Dobson not being prepared in this COVID strike and you've got three young defensemen. I don't know why you're trying to blame that on Trotz, right? Trotz, Trotz, I'm sorry. I'm not going to give it to him. He has gotten progressively more and more ice time year after year. The first year he played Grump, 2019, 2020, he only played 13 minutes of ice time a night. In 2020, 2021, when he was 21 years old, he played 16 minutes and 30 seconds, roughly, minutes of ice time. And this year, right now, he's averaging about 18 minutes and 50 seconds on ice. Well, but it's only because he has to. Trot should have forced put him into situations. You want you want the kid to grow. You want him to grow his talent. He That's is. not what Barry Trotz does. He absolutely does not because in crunch time that kid never plays. Now he does because everybody's out. But before then, you'd see him benched for the last ten minutes of the third period. How do you expect a kid to learn how to play in those situations unless you play him in them? Yeah, you said minutes on ice time. He needs to play more and more and slowly integrated. He was slowly integrated in. Not obviously enough, but here's the thing. You, you've got three guys who have very limited, very limited experience at the NHL level. And if you're looking at the group, put together, think about that. Put together on our defense right now between Aho, Salo, Hutton, and Dobson. 
they've got under 200 career games amongst all four of those defensemen. The, I'm, I'm just telling you, it's going to be really tough to win games in a play. Think about it. Barry Trotz's defensive system is not something you pick up overnight. It's something that takes slavish devotion to. I think as you've used the terminology, slavish devotion in order to perfect that system. And you've got four defensemen that don't have split amongst all four of them, 200 career NHL games. You're not going to be able to just not be able to be successful at that. But the forwards aren't doing their jobs either to come back and help out. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. The forwards aren't doing. I'm just saying defensively, right? Because people are trying to blame Sorokin. Oh, Sorokin needs to come up with a save here. Sorokin needs to do this. Sorokin needs to do that. I think Sorokin's been fan freaking tastic. Yeah, he has been. No, no, anything no. But, was, anything but the issue. Yeah, no, that's that's 100 wrong. He's who knows how many goals we would have given up. Thank you very much, John. I like to show once again, John. Grumpy, thank I don't you. Need you I don't need you. Grumpy, come on, man. Don't be distracted. Okay. Um. Like I said, Sorokin's not the issue, right? Sorokin is absolutely not the issue. I don't even think the defense in general has been the issue. Yes, they've made a come made a couple of young mistakes, but it's the fact that the the forwards aren't coming back and helping. There's so much the gap control, as Butch will say, is like it. It's like the Grand Canyon. They just walk into our zone. It's like okay, maybe they need to get up a little bit. But where are the forwards coming back? The fourth line has been an absolute nightmare, in my opinion. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a whole thing. The Islanders have to, for this system to work, everyone has to be doing their part. Everyone has to be doing their part. And right now, that's not the case. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, I, I tell you, it's, I am expecting more of the offense. It, it's funny, right? You talk about the guys who've been called up, the guys who have been given their chance from Bridgeport, right? Anatoly Goloshev's now going to probably get a chance. You think about the guy who's not been called up yet. And this tells you all you need to know about their opinion on one of my boys, one of my favorites, Otto Koivula. He's got no shot, no chance, no shot in hell. Otto Koivula has not even been called up. Think about this. Brock Nelson goes out due to injury. You have, you've got, think about it, Cole Bardreau, who's still out injured. You figure Otto Koivula would be a guy that might get a chance. No, he doesn't get a shot. We're going to play uh, Adjurov. Okay, terrific. Otto Koivula has no chance, no future here. If you could package him up in any type of deal, even for a seventh-round pick, for a bag of pucks, you know, cash considerations, I don't care. Get rid of him. He's got no chance, no future here. No need to keep him. I mean, Otto Koivula, think about it, right? You've got seven players, seven skaters out due to COVID, and you have an additional forward, a center, by the way, who's out with injury. And Otto Koivula, the guy who's produced in EA, does he's not a great skater, but is not called up. Tells you all you need to know about what their opinion on Otto Koivula is. And Golachev was also called up. And if Bavillier hadn't been able to come back, he would have played uh, on Sunday night. So, I mean, you know, it just kind of is what it is at this point. But you look at who they picked to play, right? Um, Andy A. I can't remember. I don't even know his last name. Adaroff. That's it. Adaroff, something like that. How is when you're it's a team? Honestly, not even it's ladies and gentlemen. It's not that important that you remember his name because he'll only be here for a handful of games, and we'll never see him again in an Islanders uniform or a New York Islanders uniform. The whole thing is when you're when you can't score any goals, and you play in an, a 30 year old Andy Adarov over Golachev, who's creates offense. I'm like, what are you thinking? I I just don't understand. 
we're inept offensively right now. The power play is a disaster. You know, it's so funny. I was listening and they said, you know, the Islanders power play sponsored by, you know, Joe Blow Auto Mechanics, whatever. I just want to know if they give you a discount on uh, mentioning your name for the power play when they do that poorly. Like if they score goals, does it, you know, okay, you got to pay so much money to be to uh, sponsor this power play. And if they're really, really bad, do you give, do they give you like a discount on that for advertising rates? Just it's, wondering. It's how, it's how often they go on the power play ground. But that was a, geez, that missed, bro. That missed. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like the effort, but man, that missed, I think. Like, uh, you know, hey, they always say, hey, they get power play opportunities, the Islanders do. Their power play is just inept. So, I mean, like, I guess you're associating yourself with an inept product out there on the ice, the power play. So maybe that's the only thing maybe you could squeeze in. But um, I tell you, um, it's tough. It's tough right now to be an Islanders fan. It is a rough time period, right? It, it is tough. People came in with high expectations. When you have your coach, when you have your general manager saying Stanley Cup or bust, well, that should tell you the expectations of the team going into the season. And that was the expectation of the fans going into the season. Given it's super early, it can always redirect and, and re, you know, course to redirect. That being said, when players are healthy, I think we still have the same underlying issues. If we continue to play Zidane Char out there on the ice over a guy like Robin Sallow, I, it's a mis, it would be mystifying to me. I wouldn't understand it. And we've always talked about how we have been a very, very relatively healthy team. We have not had a lot of injuries uh, for the Islanders, right? You, you, last year, I would argue, was the most injured we've been under the Trots era, right? You lost Scott Mayfield the first year, three years ago, under under Barry Trotz for a short period of time, and I think he was back healthy for a playoff game or two. Then you lose Adam Pellick due the COVID when COVID broke out. Well, Pellick was able to be back because COVID, you know, did what it did to the season. He was able to be back for the playoffs. Um, so we really didn't miss him all that much. Last year with with Anders Lee, right, being out, that was the biggest loss we've had so far. And now we're facing a little bit of adversity regarding injuries, right? Pulak out for, you know, a month, a month and a half. And you've got you got Brock Nelson being out for two to four weeks. We haven't even experienced yet a season-ending injury. Think about Tampa, right? You've got Kucherov. You've got Braden Point out. You know, some teams are able to battle back from injury. And think about Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh has had a hideous situation. They've been missing Malkin the entirety of the season so far. They've been missing Crosby in and out. I mean, could you imagine us missing Matt Barzal for a significant time? Could you imagine us missing Matt Barzal and Brock Nelson? Or Matt Barzal and Anders Lee for for We're just missing Matt months. Barzal for months. Well, I want to have somebody comparable to Malkin, but you know everybody else really? is healthy, and you're missing and you're missing two of your best offensive players, right? You would struggle, and Pittsburgh is struggling. I'm just thinking to myself, okay, right? Once we get past COVID, once we start getting some players back healthy, we've got to we've got to, we've got to change the direction. I mean, there's no chance to say, hey, we've got to get our feet back underneath us. You know, guys are still feeling kind of, you know, they've got the sniffles. We don't have any time for guys to be slowly getting back into the swing of things. We don't. I don't want to hear. I just, I, I just, you just hear the excuses. I, you know, you hear Islander fans saying, oh, we've been unlucky this year. No, I'm going to say we've been really, really lucky the last three years. Jackpot lucky. All right. This is what every NHL team goes through every year. Not COVID, of course, but like with injuries. We just haven't had that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm telling you, people are saying fire sales might be coming. That's 
people want to sell off of this team. Uh, here's the thing, right? We haven't looked good, no doubt about it. But I'm his thing. That's I'm here. I I'll, we'll talk about that if we lose another two or three games in a row because I'm season's over. If we lose another three games in a row, season's over. We're never coming back from that making the playoffs. Never. And then you have to seriously look at selling off every everything you can, everything you can to get value. And it's time for a full rebuild. Full rebuild. CJ, I think if we're close enough, he's going to try to go ahead and salvage this season with the trade. And, and this is this is where I worry. I still I honestly think if we are 10 points out towards the trade deadline, we're going to double down. Oh. And you know what the you know what the rationale is going to be? We started off dead last. We had the huge roach. And here, I promise you, I freaking promise you, if we are anywhere close to uh, you know, a wild card team at the trade deadline, this is what you're going to hear. This is the story, ladies and gentlemen. Remember how we said we're ahead of the curve. We are the curve. This is what you'll hear if we are in playoff contention, even for like 10 points out come trade deadline. Well, we start off the season on a 13-game road trip, and then we had COVID right afterwards, right? The season was in the tank, but... You know what? After we get everybody healthy and we went ahead and rebound, think about it. We were dead last in the division. Look at how we've been able to slowly climb the ladder. We believe adding XYZ player and ABC player is now going to put us over the top. That is exactly what you're going to hear. And that's exactly what you'll hear from the cartel media, too. That is what you'll hear. If you're 10 points out of the deadline, you're not in contention for a playoff spot. They're going to use, they're going to cite, i.e., St. Louis. The St. Louis Blue is the year they won the cup. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. That's lightning in a bottle. That's not this team. That is not this team. Look at that. They had they had talented guys on that team. O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Schwartz. We don't have anybody like that on this team. No one guy. We have one guy on the whole team. One guy who creates offense. Look at how Toronto played the other night. Matt Barzell, we're going to assign two guys to you. Let some of the other ham and eggers do something. I mean, you know, you think, right, you talk about the Metro division, right? They got to knock each other off. Well, we haven't beaten a Metro team yet. We, we have not beaten a Metro team yet. That being said, we haven't played a lot of Metro teams. These next, that was right. SP, that is 100% right. The next four games are very important. You play the Rangers tomorrow on Wednesday. I think that is going to be a very, very tough game. And here's the thing. If the Islanders beat the Rangers I think you'll see a completely different outlook. But the the Islanders play the Rangers. Then they play the Pittsburgh Penguins. Then you play the Rangers again on Sunday. You play the Penguins on Friday. Then you play the Rangers on Sunday. Think about it. If COVID is an issue and those players won't be back, you're going to be potentially missing an additional three games against Metro teams. Again, I'm not sure how long it takes to get a negative COVID test or how long it's got to go through your body. I think it's kind of different for all people, the incubation cycle, et cetera. And then you play the Flyers on Tuesday. I'm just saying, if you lose, let's say, the next three games in regulation, I think it is tough sledding. You you talk about an uphill climb, you are going to need a hell of an uphill climb and a Herculean effort in order to make you know a playoff push. If we lose the next three games to the Metro team, season's over. Season's over. You can write it off. Season's over. Historically, teams who are five points out of a playoff spot come Thanksgiving do not make the playoffs. Historically. Hold on. Is this is this, is this a legitimate historical fact, or are you just throwing that out there just saying historically? Legitimate historical speaking. fact. Look I want to know what the numbers are. Look it up. Mm. I don't want to know. 
I want to know, Grump. Um, Frank K also saying, even if the Islanders don't make the playoffs, Barry brought another year, bought another year because they'll use this as uh, this time frame as an excuse. That's what I don't like to hear. I do not like to hear this as an excuse. Other teams have caught COVID, and trust me, other teams besides the Ottawa Senators and the New York Islanders will have a COVID issue before the season's up. They will. They will. Here's the thing. If this season goes in the tank and goes in the direction that's going right now, like I said, Barry looks like he just befuddled out there. Just looks like he's lost. But if this season goes the direction it's going right now, a heart-to-heart has to be had with Barry Trotz. And Lou has to say to him, Barry, we're going in a different direction. We're trading off veterans. Do you want to be part of the rebuild process? We're going to give you the option, yes or no. If Barry, Barry says yes, then you keep him on. He said, but we're going to change the way we play. Are you cool with that? If he says yes, you keep him because he is a great coach. If he says no, bye-bye, Barry. That's what you do. And you bring in somebody else who's willing to go into a rebuild. Because this team will be in rebuild after this season. It will be. Is that what you say, bye-bye, Barry? Bye-bye, bye-bye, Barry. Bye-bye, Barry and the Jets. But but Barry and the vets, Grumpy. Barry and the vets. Um, yeah, that, that, nice, that, way to bungle, nice way to bungle your very own shirt design, TJ. You know what, Grump? It took me so long plugging away, getting everything completed. My brain is fried. Um, but I tell you, I do not want to hear excuses because you're right. People will make a, a handful of excuses. It's like last year. Oh, we were just Anders Lee away from winning a Stanley Cup. Uh, nope. Okay. Oh, if we would start all over Wall Street, we would have won a Stanley Cup. Uh, I, I just think it's really convenient to subscribe to that ideology. I don't. I don't. I, uh, there's one excuse why the Islanders are not going to win Stanley Cup. They're just not good enough. <laughs> That's it. They're just not good enough. And here's the thing. Whose fault is that? That's Lou Lamarillo's fault. The roster is poorly constructed going into this season. You knew that you needed some puck-moving defensemen. In the last two years, you lost your two best puck-moving defensemen, and you've done absolutely nothing to replace them. So you get what you get. I mean, that's not the player's fault. That's the coach and the GM, because I firmly believe that Lou and Barry work hand-in-hand on these decisions. I really believe that. So they're to blame for it. Nobody else, not the fans, not the stadium, not the announcers, not the players. It's a GM and the coach. They didn't prepare for a possible scenario of people getting injured. Well, hold on. See, that's that's what we got to go back on. How often did we hear, hey, hey, ladies and gents, do you remember how often we heard Lou Lamarillo is playing 4D chess. This is a fantastic job of general managing. This is fantastic. Look at this. Lou Lamarillo was able to predict that he needs to keep Ross Johnston healthy. and We need to keep such a stout lineup. We've got so much depth, guys. Anything happens, we've got depth, right? I'll be interested to see once. I'll be interested to see once we get back from COVID how well that depth pays off, right? Because you're going to be without Pulak, you're going to be without Brock Nelson. I'll be very interested to see how well that depth comes into play because that's what we've been touted for. This is the deepest Islanders team we've ever seen. We should be able to sustain some injuries. COVID's a little different, but once those guys come back from COVID, I I need to, we need to start seeing results. We you know what? We can't be sitting at the bottom. We can't be sitting at the bottom of the standings here for much longer. It just ugh. and what did I say? I don't care how we're deep in third and fourth liners. We have one guy who's a first line player on the whole team. One guy, one guy, no depth up there. If we ever lost Matt Barzell, 
People's just, I want a refund on my season tickets. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, good gracious. Which is, um, isn't, we're just not good enough. We weren't good enough last year. We weren't good, good enough two years ago. We weren't good enough three years ago. And we've done nothing to improve the team. The team has not been improved. They needed to make moves to improve the scoring. He hasn't done it. They came out and said it themselves three years ago, and they've done nothing to improve this team offensively. Nothing in three years. Nothing. It's not true. It's not true. They've done limited. It is they, true. They've, done, they've been very, very limited. It's not true. I hate when you oversimplify shit like that, Grump, because that's not true. It's it's a it's a disingenuous statement. You know not it true. is, and so do I. What do you mean not true? It's a bullshit, Grump. You know it's bullshit. Okay, Kyle Palmieri is just a guy. He's Kyle no different. Palmieri and Jordan Eberle are a wash. And here's the thing. You could even make an argument. Maybe Jordan Eberle was a better fit than Kyle. Maybe Jordan Eberle offensively is going to produce more points than Kyle Palmieri did. That being said, I think Jean-Gabriel Pajot was a plus, right? That was a big replacement over who we had there prior. Okay, you gave up a first and a second round. And I love Jay, uh, um, JGP. JGP. I love him. Okay, but you gave up a first and a second for a third line center, which is what he is. Okay, overpaying, over, I'm not saying they didn't overpay. All I'm saying is you said they've done nothing to improve the offense. Jean Gabriel Pajot, when healthy, is an improvement as a third line center. He has okay. been woeful this season, which is concerning also. Okay, he's a third line center. That's not a guy who improves your scoring. You're talking about first line players or second line players. Not third line centers. That's not where you look for your scoring. They've done nothing to improve the scoring in three years. Nothing. Okay. That's not true. Just because they didn't do what you want doesn't mean they've done nothing. That's why they're failing. That's why they're failing. You've done nothing to it. You have done nothing but lateral moves. Lateral moves don't put you over the top. They just don't. Mm. Mm -mm. Well, yeah, SP, that's right. So we would, if we were to make a trade or something of that nature, we would have to seriously alter the composition of our team. And right now, the spot we're in, you don't have that luxury. I really don't think you do. You can't make a drastic move in order to to try to alter the way the team's made up. You came into the you came into the season thinking that the current the current uh, iteration of the team was going to be successful, going to get you to the, the get you to the trade deadline to where then you can make additions and uh, you'll be able to make the playoffs. Well, uh -uh. it just doesn't look like that's the case. And here's the thing: maybe, once, maybe, maybe everything, everybody's going to hit stride, and we're going to be on fire. And uh, once everybody comes back from COVID, we're going to be fantastic. Maybe he's going to play uh, Robin Sallow instead of instead of Zayn Char. We'll be able to, to you know have a winning record um, until the trade deadline, and then maybe we can double down. But that's, I mean, you talk about best case scenario. That is honestly the best case scenario the Islanders could be looking at. The Islanders hopeful fans that are again drinking on the Lou Lamarillo Kool Aid. You know the Lou Lamarillo lemonade. That is about the most optimistic viewpoint you can have right the remainder of the portion after we get our guys back from covid we're able to win more games than we lose we'll still probably be out of the playoff picture we'll be out of a playoff spot come de trade deadline but we'll be close enough to where we can double down add a legitimate top six uh sniper and a legitimate top six or top four defenseman that is i mean the best case scenario for us all right if this islander team was a hallmark movie we're still not getting the girl at the end it's not happening we're not making the playoffs. It's, I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. This is like, like I said, every one of those movies, you know, those feel-good movies, always like an hour and 10, hour 15 minutes in, 
they run they run across this, they run over the uh you know they run to an iceberg but everything gets fixed at the end everything you said that's what happens in a hallmark movie where everything gets wrapped up at the end oh everything falls into place blah 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 blah, blah. this is real life it's not a movie sorry Fair enough, Grump. Fair enough. Uh, before we do continue too far, Grumpy, you know what time it is? It's time for TJ to bungle another ad. Really? You think I'm going to bungle another one, huh? I hope not. Let's see. Uh, the pressure's on. Grumpy, there is no pressure. There's no pressure when you read the ad every time you do a great job like me. There's no pressure. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. It doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However, they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everybody can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN and throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net net you big with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum of a $5 deposit and a $1 wager is required. One per customer restricts supply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not bad. Oh, I probably just were, were you asleep at the switch. I can't watch you when you're doing that. I assume you're just sleeping, Grump. I'm just tuning you out. Oh man, oh man. CJ Scoot saying the other factor is the Islanders only get worse as the year goes on. Obviously, not great given our current position. True. Yeah, I, 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 I think I think I think that's you know that's that's a fair assessment, right? The last two years towards the tail end of the season, towards you know even the COVID, even when we had COVID two years ago. Are, we struggled towards the tail end of the year with an older team, and last year we struggled towards the tail end of the, the tail end of the season. We were we were a team that what probably about midway through the season we were number one in the metro, and we kind of tailed off and we and we slipped down to number four. Yeah. So you know, the last two years we have had that disappearing act towards you know the business portion of the season before the playoffs. Right to the playoffs is a different story. And, you know, we heard every excuse last year. Oh, the resting players are doing this. They're doing that, which I didn't necessarily quite buy into. But, um, yeah, we have struggled towards the tail end of each season in the last two years. Yeah, we're just we're an older team who play a really physical style, uh, you know, get in your face style. It's really, really tough. Can't do it with the younger player, with an older team. Can't do it long term. Too tough. Absolutely, it is. I thought you were going to expound upon that a little bit more, Grump. I mean, I've already talked about it a hundred times. I mean, you know, I mean, do you want me to bring up that we called it, that we've said this the last two years, that no, it's I not luck? Do you want me to say that? Maybe we were lucky the last two years that we only played half a season and a seven game losing streak before the pandemic hit. We had to qualify against Florida just to even make the playoffs because we wouldn't even have made the playoffs. And then the next year, 56 games, and we just hanging on at the end? 
that's fine. And then we go on a little magical run beating the teams in the Metro and then get absolutely steamrolled against a really good Tampa team. Yeah, I know they were the same games are close, but did they really feel like we were going to win those series? I didn't. What I wanted you to – well, here's a question, right? How are we going to fix this going forward? Is there any – we talked about is there any way to, to, to course direct? That being said, against teams that have the heavy forecheck, against teams that are, again, very, very fast out on the ice who are very, very aggressive, how are we going to combat that going forward? How are we going to right that ship? Um, well, honestly, I thought we should have steered away from the veterans. Oh, no, 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 I don't need you to still hit the same points, politician. I said, going forward, how is that going to be fixed? Is there a trade off every veteran you can? Jettison every veteran contract you have. That so you there is, can. there is none. No. no. Okay, that's no. what I wanted. That's what because I wanted. Here's the thing: me. people make it sound like getting these guys back in the lineup is going to turn the season around. We were miserable with them. It's not like we were playing well with them. We played two games, which I considered good games. Even the games we won, we were pretty much outplayed a lot of the time. We were just getting a lot of puck luck. Not getting that anymore, and now we're getting rolled every night. Like I said, it's not like we were, you know, eleven and zero, then got COVID and are on a six-game losing streak. That's not the way it happened. We were just hanging on. We were last in the division uh, before these guys went on on COVID. I mean, I, I'm sorry, we just we're just not playing good as a team. And here's another point here, Eddie. Right, the power play has struggled. That being said, and, and Coach Tommy B mentioned it earlier. How the hell were we rolling out four forwards on a four-on-three power play? And that nonetheless, you had Matt Barzal at the top. Uh, yeah, I was, I was just like, what the, what the hell are we doing? I just, I, I didn't get that personnel decision. I did not get that personnel decision at all. Matt, um, Barry Trotz said that he was putting his four best offensive players out there. That's what he said to try to get a goal. Well, and you know what? Here's the thing. Okay, they scored that goal. That was a really nice play by Marner. He did a really nice thing the way he bodied off Barzell, uh, shifted his weight, got the – I mean, here's the thing. Mitch Marner's a really good offensive player, a really good offensive player. But is that what cost you the game because we gave up one goal? We were dominated by Toronto, totally dominated. You know what it reminded me of back in the late 90s, early to mid-2000s? where every team would come in here and play us and play their backup goalie and shut us out. That's what it felt like on Sunday night. We didn't even, we, we were just beaten by a better team. They dominated us. They handled Matt Barzell, two guys on him, every time he touched the puck. and said somebody else beat us. I mean, it just kind of is what it is at this point in time. I mean, yeah. it's you got to come to the realization, when are we going to just say enough is enough? Let's start moving contracts. Let's start moving whatever we have. Anders Lee, hey, do you want to go to contest? Oh, my God. Can you freaking stop that? Nobody is taking – you keep on throwing Anders Lee out there. Are you, it sounds like mm, – don't even get mm, – don't even get me started, Grump. I was going to say something, but I, I restrained myself. Grump, it's like if you if you feel like you say, hey, is anybody want Anders Lee? You're going to find a taker. It's like the same exact people that would say, hey, Leo Komarov's up for sale, guys. All you need is to trade us Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaddle, and we can give you Leo Komarov. He still has value around the league. 
what type of value do you think a guy who's coming off an ACL surgery that looks slow as hell, that hasn't been scoring points, that is still assigned to a contract for another four freaking years at $7 million per after this one has? What type of value do you think Anders Lee have? He's a good leader? Oh, terrific. I could find a good leader for less than four years for $7 million per, a guy who's not scoring coming off a knee surgery that is in his freaking 30s. I could find a lot better options than that. He is untradeable, unmovable. He he's is got, Andrew Ladd. 2.0. He is Andrew Ladd 2.0. No, he's not immovable. Uh, you have to be creative, but he's not immovable. What's, immovable. What, what's the value of moving him off the team? It frees up $7 million in cap space. Why the, hell would, why the hell would anybody want Anders Lee? No, seriously. Why would somebody want Anders Lee? Because of the leadership. Because he can stand in front of the net on the power play. Because he can <laughs> score garbage goals. Those, are the, those things are valuable in the playoffs. That's why we didn't. That's why we didn't win the Stanley Cup last year. Have you not been listening? Uh, stop. I serious on a serious note, right? All joking aside, why the hell would anybody want Andrews Lee? Why would anybody want that contract? No, 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 you were being facetious. You're kind of joking around. I think there's no way in hell you're being serious on that. Is there? No. I if I if I could, if we could find a way to creatively move him. I would do it. No, 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 no. I said, why would somebody want Andrews Lee? And I was asking you if you're being serious, right? You were joking about, hey. You know, he was he was he was the glue piece. We wouldn't want to stand the cup, right? You're you're pitching all the same talking points that you know the, the cartel media would say. And I said you, being serious, I said, Do you think Anders Lee has any value? I don't think anybody would ever try to trade for him. He's got no value across the league for the contract he's on. Well, here's the thing. Then I guess that shows what a bad contract he was signed by Lula. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. You just th- – stop, 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 stop. Okay, here's the th- I just called you the reason. Because he can score goals. He can stand in front of the net. He can deflect pucks. He can score dirty goals. He's not afraid to go to the dirty areas. People value that come playoff time. And if you can make an acceptable deal where, I don't know, maybe you take a little bit of money. But who knows? It can it can happen. Don't say it's impossible. It's not impossible. Every contract, Andrew Ladd had an impossible-to-move contract, and they got it done, right? Okay. Nick Letty couldn't move his contract. It happened. Okay, Andrew Ladd was moved when he had one year left on his contract, right? This is the last year Andrew had, Ladd had left on his contract. Anders Lee is going to be 32 years old next year, and he'll have four years after this year. He's got four years left on his contract at seven million per. Uh, okay, this isn't like trading Anders Lee with one year left to cap or, or term. This guy's got four years left. Who in the right freaking mind would take a waiver on Anders Lee? No one. No one. Team, no one. No one. A team that's a true contender might be willing to roll a dice. How many true contenders have seven million in cap space over the next four years consistently to say, "Oh, here we go, let's add Anders Lee"? No team that's a true contender has seven million in cap space for the next four years. I just like how see that's why you can never be a, a general manager because you just unilaterally disregard possibly moving a piece because well, who would want them? You know what? You make phone no, no, calls. No, 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 no. I think I think about the guys that are. Josh Bailey is about the most movable top six forward. No one wants Josh Bailey's a fucking zero. He's an absolute zero. He's playing the best hockey of his life the last three games. The best hockey of his career the last three games because he's sitting on his ass in Florida. That's how that's how good he is. He's immovable because he's useless. He does nothing on the ice. The other guy at least could put a buck in the net if he's playing team with the right teammates. You keep saying immovable. It's unmovable, Grump. I think it's unmovable. You keep saying immovable. immovable. Uh, 
maybe I'm wrong. But here's the thing, Grum. I like your little quip or like a little joke at Josh Bailey. But seriously, he's the only guy that I think is even close to being a guy that could be moved because he's only after this year, he's only got one year left on the contract. It's not like you've got him for a long term. I'm sorry. I just don't see what type of value Anders Lee has. I, I just don't think anybody's going to be frothing. He's a first-line player for our team. First-liner. He's So our first-line players aren't good enough for, to play on anybody else in the league? Come on. Then your team's in real trouble. Your team's in real trouble then. Welcome to our TED Talk, Rumpy. We, our team is in real trouble the way it's structured. <laughs> and we've been throwing good after bad. But, um, yeah, I, I tell you. Um, yeah, that's right. Yikes, this roster is bad. And even when healthy, I, I, I still think we have glaring holes, which is the thing that bothers me the most. Yeah. I mean, I, this is not news. I, I mean, I was telling everyone this all off season. No one wants to listen. All these pundits, oh, the Islanders, they have favorites to win division. I'm like, what division are you looking at? We we got worse. Oh, Washington is getting old. Pittsburgh's getting old. We got older. Why? Because we had a couple of semifinal runs. Sorry. I'll tell you, and I'll tell you, like for people expecting the league to come and save the Islanders, they're not going to do it. I'm sorry. They're, they're not going to do it. They have no reason to save us. We've played the least amount of games in the NHL. The NHL is a bottom line business. They don't want to say, hey, guys, I know you've played the least amount of games in the NHL, but what we're going to do in this shortened season to where after the Olympics, every team is playing four, four, four some odd games a week. And we're looking about how many back-to-backs in three games in four days we have. Are you saying that you would rather us than add, uh, add about four three or four more three games in four days. It's just, I don't know how it's going to be worked. It's not like they're going to extend the regular season for us. That's not going to happen. So you would, you would rather play more games with a veteran laden squad and a shorter time period after the Olympics than just try to play them and see how the young guys fare. I don't know. Like, I think we're going to have guys coming back sooner, hopefully rather than later, but I, I, they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to allow us to go ahead and postpone those games. I, I, it would take it would take ten it would take ten plus starters I feel like to be on COVID. And right now we've only got five guys that consistently dressed and two guys that were healthy scratches. Okay, I just I just want to take that, that comment. Says well we're missing that many guys. Okay, and we lost two games by three goals each. We had lost four previous with all of our starters in the lineup by three or more goals as well. So it's like it's not like this team was playing great with those guys. I'm even going to argue that this team looked better than they did when the starters were in there. I thought we we looked good against Calgary. I thought we showed signs of life. And I thought we, hey, towards a tail end of Calgary, don't forget that Saturday night, we were taking it to Calgary. And we really had a chance. We had a chance to tie that game and possibly win. Uh, Here's the thing. Toronto was better than us, ladies and gentlemen. Might be hard to hear it. Toronto was. They were just better than us. And uh, I don't think we played that well defensively. I think that you, you looked a little bit of inexperience reared its head, as it does with younger players out there on the ice. So we'll be very interested to see how we play against the Rangers. Toronto's defensive zone coverage was outstanding. Outstanding. Wow. I, Michael T is looking like, like it's being helpless right now. I don't think there's a general manager or coach on this planet that could help the Islanders right now. I disagree. I disagree. I just think they need to start the rebuild now or like in a week or two 
like I said, if we lose the next three or four games to the Metro, it, the season's over. Season's over. At this point, you know what? Let's put up the red flag. We're gonna we're gonna we're having a fire sale, but we're not selling any young guys. We're only selling older guys. If you want them, this is the place to come. We'll do whatever we can do to facilitate a trade for whoever you want. Anders Lee, I'd ask him, do you want to go to contender? We'll see what we can do for you. No guarantees, but we'll see. Oh, stop. Anders would I'm just I'm just giving a scenario. Not leaving. He's not leaving. He's not leaving. You can wish that as many times as you want. I want you to dream that every single night before you go to bed. I want you on your Christmas list you send off to Santa Claus to write down <laughs> Anders Lee being traded to a, a contender that's got seven million to cat Man, space for the next. Do I week. hope he gets dealt. I hope he gets dealt so I can throw this right up in your face. I hope he gets dealt too. He won't though. Okay, but you don't know. Here's the thing: you give guys options, and you say we're we'll, we're going to be sellers at the deadline. Or even even before that, and you just try because we need to re we need to rebuild the team. That's where we are. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! I tell you, I give four more games. That's it. I said if we lose the next three, I was willing to tank the season. Well, you know what? I'm going to give him four more games. Okay, and let's say this: let's say we win one, lose two, and lose two in regulation, and lose one in overtime slash shootout. So how many points is that out of four? That's three points out of four games. We're still out of it. We're still out of it. We're still out of it. We have to win three of these four games. We have to come away with a minimum of six out of out of eight points. That's what we have to do to potentially get back in it. We can't be treading water anymore. We're too far behind. Six out, out of eight so points. Six out of eight, six out of eight points is not happening over this stretch. I'm sorry. I just don't see it. I mean, we're – we're we're six teams out of a playoff spot. Six teams are ahead of us. It's not necessarily just points. It's teams as well. Uh, Eddie, same philosophical question. Why should COVID be considered different than injury? I, yeah. I think it's just because you can catch it and like so many people could catch it. It'd be like five or six people getting injured in one game. It's just odd. It never happens. I will say this. I don't know. And again, I'm not a scientist. I don't know any of this stuff. But, yeah, man, oh, man, you just, it's just so many. I cannot believe so many Islanders have caught COVID at the same time. Well, but no, I'm not surprised. Because if one guy gets it, they're always in close contact. One guy gets it, then everybody kind of gets it. That's the way it works. I mean, maybe some other guys have gotten it, and they didn't wind up testing positive for it. I, You know, there's a lot of things that can happen. Mm, 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 mm. I tell you, it's uh, it's not an exact science. <sighs> but but hey, looks look at the positives. All right, everybody's vaccinated. They're not really sick. So that's the thing, right? Everybody's vaccinated. If you're not feeling symptoms, I wish they could let them play or something. Wear a mask. I, I don't know, man. We postpone. It's tough, right? You can't postpone the games just because we've played so few games. I don't think they want to do it. That's that's the only that's seriously the only reasoning I could have for it, because what would piss me off? You know what would really freaking piss me off? Tell if a team me. like Edmonton, if a team like Edmonton or a team like Toronto, let's say they have a COVID outbreak of five or seven, let's say they have seven players, seven players catch COVID, and Seven's they not enough. Seven's got to be ten. Here, here's the thing. Listen, listen to my statement before you run at me, huh? Let's say Toronto has seven skaters catch COVID, 
and they postpone games for Toronto. Now that will really freaking piss me off. If if a team has similar or the exact same number of COVID cases that the Islanders have, and they postpone games for that team, but do not for the Islanders, I will 100% believe it's just because the Islanders have the least amount of games played and they've been screwed over with how the, the arena and everything laid out. I, I 100% believe it's beca- that... There's less chance of that happening than trading Anders Lee. I'm just going to tell you that right now. They've already established the number. Ten guys, ten starters. I think I think it's a higher likelihood that they postpone games for a team with less than ten starters or ten skaters than Anders Lee being dealt. Dude, Anders Lee being dealt would be like me winning the lottery, getting hit by a bolt of lightning, and diving into uh, diving into the Dead Sea uh, wearing a tutu and a freaking little dunce cap. It's not happening, bro. It's not happening. It's a tank top. Dude, a tank top would increase the odds by way too much, Grump. It would have to be something crazy and astronomical. It'd be like me winning the lottery, you winning the lottery, the Islanders. What, Grump? It's not happening. It's not happening, man. Oh, you're right. That's right. It's going to have to have 10 guys before they cancel it. Mm. Man, oh, man. I tell you. I tell you. But uh, it is is odd, though, that, that Trotz does seem flustered. And he and, and like this entire process, it is I, I, that is not comforting. That's not comforting as a fan. That's not comforting as a guy who watches the game when your coach seems like he's just like, I don't know. Because here's the thing, ladies and gents, I've been on teams where coaches do stuff like that. When that's the case, write the damn year off. When a coach is just like, I don't know what the hell we need to do different to start winning games. It's just not like it's a magical on and off button where you've got Nosferatu just flipping the switch on and off. No, if you don't have it where it's like, okay, we're calm, we're cool, we're collected. This is what it needs to be different in order to win games. You're going to struggle. And there, there were years like that for the greatest of coaches. Yeah. For the, I remember watching up Bill Belichick, uh, this is your life thing, whatever, on NFL Network and about the 2019. He was like, I can't get these guys to do what I want to do. And he knew the season was over. He knew it. And I wonder if that's where Barry is right now. Because like I'm going to tell you right, again, it's not like the play, it's not like the players who were here before were setting the world on fire. We were just as bad, if not worse. Then we were against. Uh, then we had the young guys playing against Calgary and Toronto. I mean, we were looking terrible. <sighs> Jeez, Louise, man, I'll tell you, and it's funny, right? You talk about, it, and that's a good point, uh, Ariel C. Right? Barry was singing Zidane Chara's praises every every single chance he's got a chance to sing his praises. Oh, he does. And people say, oh, don't worry about it. Barry always sings the praises of the veterans, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. I just don't. Come on, man. Don't lie to us. Just be honest with us, right? If a guy's struggling, I want to hear he's struggling. Or if you don't say anybody struggled, then just keep it the status quo. But you'll say when certain people struggle and you call them out by name. I don't like that. But that's a whole different... I feel like that's a whole different fish to fry. Well, they had... What they the had you ever see you ever see those things where they say, well, how much this guy skated this game? He skated, you know, 10 miles or 12, 11 miles. You know, he was all over the ice. They did one of those on Dano Char. He's averaging a quarter mile of skating a game. Oh man. And that's, that's including warm-ups. that's including warm-ups, right? Uh no, that no. Well, you mean he plays what 18, 19, 20 minutes a game. That includes just him getting on the ice and skating to position. Uh, will get you almost like an eighth of a mile. So you you do the you do the math. Mm. Guy can't move. No, he can't. He can't. Um, so 
Next four games are important, no doubt about it. Got to come away with some points. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a big one for certain. Um, fans are upset that Bettman's not canceling games or postponing games. Correction. They shouldn't really, be postponing games, unless unless you're missing, you know, half your team. I mean, that's why you have that's why you have minor league farm system. It's the fact that we have nobody in the minors who worked the damn. That's the biggest problem. We're supposed to have a lot of depth, though, man. Conditions hmm. is if ten. Tommy B saying uh, the only way for the Islanders to make additions if ten points out at the deadline is adding a player who is signed for a couple of years uh, or that we have control of. Like I suggested for last year, and we decided to go the UFA route and then re-sign a guy in his thirties to a five-year extension. You mean like that? Okay. I'm not opposed to that, but I'm not giving up draft picks. I'm not giving up draft picks. No freaking way am I giving up draft picks anymore. That's over. Giving up draft picks is over. And you know what? You, Lou needs to tell Barry, guess what? We're not drafting the Simon Holmstroms, the uh, Alexander Lundkrantzes. We're going after guys who have freaking talent, guys who can freaking skate and can score. That's what we want. We want offensive players on this team. Can you make it work? If not, don't let the door hit you in the way, on the ass on the way out. We're going to get somebody else who's not afraid to incorporate a little bit of youth and speed in this roster. But now I mean, they need to have that legitimate talk with him. You heard it here first. Well, they're, they're not going to have any type of talk because they let the general manager general manage and they let the coach coach. They've said so before, so that's not happening. Michael T says, and again, I'll let you, I'll let you pontificate on this. We were a 500 team on a seven-game winning streak. Then Varlamov came back. That's when, or it couldn't be a seven, maybe meant on a five game winning streak. Maybe seven game point streak. A seven, yeah, seven game point streak. Then Varlamov came back. That's when everything went downhill. What it means, I have no idea. You think it has any? Here's the thing. Do you think it was like, hey, we, we took out Sorokin when he was red hot on that back to back situation? And that's when we got the first loss and it's just been kind of tough. I, and here's the thing, right? I'm not, I'm not going to rule out the fact that maybe we haven't been able to establish momentum. Maybe we haven't been able to establish any type of, you know, game momentum because we've had the stops and starts and and maybe this is, you know, with COVID too, it's tough to establish momentum. I'm not willing to rule that out either. I don't think it has anything to do with Varlamov at all, honestly. I didn't think he should have started on Saturday night, but did it matter? Already let in one week goal, right? Like he always does. But that's not the reason why we lost. It's the fact that right now we're not playing the type of the style of hockey that a team with this talent level needs to play to win. Calgary has played the Barry Trot style, but they have way more offensive talent, way more gifted players. Kachuk, um, Goudreau, uh, Lindholm. I mean, those guys can all play. I mean, but on us, we got one guy. So if everything's not working and we're not playing a stout defensive style, we're going to get hammered, and that's what we're seeing. It's not it's not that our guys suck. It's that the system isn't working right now, and everyone's not buying. I'm not, I don't even say not everyone's buying in. I just think a lot of our guys in their 30s are half a step slow, and that's death. That's absolute death. I mean, that's what happens when your team loaded with veterans in their 30s. Your skating does not get better the older you get, and – the margin of error, like I said earlier, was so thin with us to win games and lose games. And now if you're a half step slow, it's even that further away. 
I mean, that's that's the thing that concerns me. And it's something I've been worried about for the last couple of years. When are we going to fall off the cliff? I think we're seeing it right now. And it's, it's not a pretty thing. But you have to be willing to embrace it and let's move forward. Okay, this group is – we're done with this group. Let's regroup, build up from the bottom again. That's what I would do. Okay. You're not going to build from the bottom. You're not going to start over from scratch. If there's going to be any type of rebuild, it's going to be a mini rebuild where it's like, hey, we're moving one or two guys and this is what we're doing to replace them. That's what you're looking at. That being said, we're moving along because you, you covered it a good bit. Eddie saying your podcast is honest and balanced out there. Not too pessimistic or optimistic. We appreciate that, Eddie. Um, also want to say here, now do you think there's any validity behind this, Grumpy? Ariel C said, I'm not sure that a winger and a defenseman at this point are going to help us out enough. And I think, here you go, this could hit off of your point before hand right if you want to say full, full rebuild now you can go ahead and hammer on that one because that's what i was waiting for i had a comment that was going to tie into that question or tie into your okay. point okay yeah uh for me at this point no because we're not playing our team system i until we get the system straightened out i don't care who you bring in it's not going to improve the team when the team starts playing islander hockey like we did against winnipeg that was a really, really good team game for us. But we need to string 10 of those together before I'd even consider making a move. Right now, I'm just not seeing it. We're so discombobulated out there. And like I said, the team looks lost. The coach looks lost, which is, to me, a guy of Barry Trotz's experience and pedigree looking just lost and not knowing what to do. I, it's mind-boggling, honestly. It really is. I mean – I'm sorry. I we no. So long story short, not until I see the team get back together would I consider making a move. Yeah, you got to wait. You, you can't pull the trigger now. I think you have to wait. You got to see where you are around the trade deadline. If you're too far out of position, sell. If you're close enough, I guarantee you they're going to buy. So that's I think it, you're unfortunately in a waiting game. Now, we knew this, right? We talked about this even beginning of the season, right? Can we get to the trade deadline in a decent enough position. Coach Tommy B is saying here, the Islanders are talking to Vancouver about JT Miller. Why? I don't know what he would cost. I mean, you talk about selling, buying for a premium. The guy's averaging like a point a game right now. I'm not sure what we would give up, right? He plays left wing center, but I'm not sure what we would give up. I assume it's going to have to be substantial, and I'm not even sure what they'd want off our team. Why? My question is why? Who are you going to replace? Because when everybody comes back healthy, who are you going to sit? Every, like I said, this lineup has been chiseled in granite for the last number of years besides a couple of spots. This lineup was set before the season even started. Everyone knew who, there was no competition for spots. So who goes the other way? I mean, unless you're moving to Josh Bailey. I don't, yeah, I was about to say, Josh, oh, Josh. It's going to cost a lot more than a Josh Bailey, JT Miller. JT Miller has no injury history. He's on a more cap-friendly deal than uh, than a Vladimir Tarasenko is too. I'm just not sure what the price would be on a guy like JT Miller. I'm talking. I'm talking about. You need to remove a forward off of the roster to bring another forward on, because who who are you going to sit? You're going to send Wallstrom back down. You're not going to sit Palmieri, obviously. He's not going to, JT Miller's not going to come into play on the fourth line. What well, are you going to put him on the first line? 
he's going to be he's going to be a top he's going to be top he's going to be you know top six guy no doubt about it you look at his production his production has been fantastic the last three years and he's performed in the playoffs two years ago for the vancouver canucks but i you talk about expensive jt miller would be expensive as hell i know it's things aren't working you know in vancouver but i don't think they're going to say hey things as a whole aren't working let's trade a guy who's producing a point a game it's like I, don't, a money I, don't, I don't think that's going to be the solution for them. You, you just can't keep on throwing good money after bad. The team's not good enough right now. You don't invest. You don't reinvest in a team that's the worst in the, uh, you know, worst in the division and fifth worst in the league. You just don't reinvest in a team like that right now. You have to wait to see if they can right the ship a little bit. Bringing in a JT Miller's not going to help. What's he going to be this year's Kyle Palmieri? I mean, is that what he's going to be? I mean, haven't we been down that road before? JT Miller's a thousand times better than Kyle Palmieri. It's not even close. Grump, I don't think you've seen the stats of Miller. JT Miller, when I talk about he's a thousand times better than Kyle Palmieri. But that's my point, right? He's a million times better than Kyle Palmieri. He's got cap certainty. It just makes you think to yourself, I'm like, okay, look at look at the point production. Look at the playoff production as well of JT Miller. This year, 19 games played, seven goals, 12 assists. Uh, our leading point go our leading point producer is Brock Nelson, who's got eleven points, I believe, so far this season. What Last Paul Mary numbers? Paul Mary, I don't even I, I'll have to pull that from. Okay. Oh, I didn't even know it didn't share. Um, uh, but I mean those are I mean JT Miller's produced. JT Miller's produced in the playoffs too. He's a guy who doesn't have he doesn't have like an injury riddled past or anything like that either. I'm just saying this is he's not gonna be cheap. Not cheap at all. I, I just you talk about what you had to pay for Kyle Palmieri. You'd have to pay one and a half, if not twice as much as you pay for Palmieri for a guy like JT Miller. How old is JT Miller? Twenty-eight. Do you know how old he is? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. How many years does he have left on his contract? Do you know? Yeah, I'll have to get I, that. I mean, I can, um, two more. I'll have to get that pulled for you. Are you okay, okay. Are you, here? can you hear what's going on? You got he's got one year left on his contract. I want okay. to make is, is it showing is it is it showing delay on your side, Grump? No, it's not. So you want to again invest in a guy who's got one year left, who's I mean, I understand this is a guy maybe you should have won after last year instead of Kyle Palmieri, but why would you bring him in now with the team in the shambolic state that it's in? Why would you why would you want to bring in somebody else now? I just I don't understand it. We have to write the ship before you even consider making a trade to bring somebody in. The team isn't good enough to be adding pieces right now. We're on the borderline of being mass sellers. Why would you bring somebody else in? It's just, it's foolish. Foolhardy is what it is. Ryan P said, look, Devon Taves, Nick Letty, and Everly were replaced by Zidane Chara, Andy Green, and Zach Parise. Well, I'd, I'd throw probably Kyle Palmieri instead of Parise, but there's no way we're as good. I agree. That said, there were some salary cap things because they messed up the cap with long-term signings, as I've mentioned before. And he picked the wrong guy in letting uh, Taves go to start the season. That was a, that was a colossal blunder on his part. Should have moved Letty two years ago, not Taves. You don't move the young guy to keep the old guy who makes more money. That was just dumb by Lamarillo. Just dumb. Mm. Um, Ariel C said, Martin looks so much slower. Pajot is underwhelming. Paul Mary tries but can't finish. I'm not a general manager, but I know it's early. But from what I've seen, this whole lineup, we look like we're approaching a rebuild a lot faster than we thought. And 100% agree there. 
right now, I mean, if you objectively look at our team and how we performed and how the core guys have performed, you have to look and just say, you know what, it's time to move on from these guys, not double down on them, time to move on from them. There's nothing wrong with that. They've served their usefulness. They're not as good anymore. Try to move them while you can. It's always better to trade a guy a year too early than a year too late. And I think we might be a year too late already on some of these guys. You look at it, right? You talk about your top six. Matt Barzal does what he can. I think Matt, Matt Barzal is not the issue. You look at Anthony Bavillier. These guys averaging about 0.5 points a game as of right now. Not terrific. You look at you know, the start of the season. You look at Josh Bailey, right? He was a top six guy. Hasn't produced. You look at Kyle Palmieri. Seems to be snake bit. You look at Anders Lee. Has four points so far this year. You know, you look at the issues. There's a lot of your top six just aren't producing any goals. They're not scoring. So, But that's, that's on Barry too, though, right? Think about the idiotic line change when the second line wasn't working because the line killer was on it. And then they go and put him on the first line, and he murders that line. You put Bailey and Barzell on the same line. Who's going to shoot the puck? It's not going to, it's never going to be Bailey. Barzell's the creator. Bailey's just a sidecar. And Anders Lee just stands in front of the net. So no one shoots the puck. And he killed that. We wound up killing that line too. And they haven't recovered. I mean, Race a lot Santa. of this is Barry Trotz. Ray Santana. Uh, we are going to be, again, we're going to be covering games live on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. But anytime the Islanders play on a Wednesday or a Saturday, we go live right after the game. But we are going to be covering those games live to answer that question there, Ray. Uh, yeah, JT, JT, JT Miller is a playmaker. That being said, uh, do we need more of those? <laughs> Who no. shoots a puck on his team? How many how many actual shooters do we have on this team? Three, and two of them have one goal. If you add them up, up together, Parisi and Palmieri, they're willing to shoot the puck. Just can't put it in the net. Could put the net, could put the puck in the ocean if they were standing on the end of a pier. Mm. You got yeah. Wallstrom, Wallstrom, who's demoted to the fourth line, plays six minutes a game because who knows why he's not doing the little things. What about? All the veterans on this team who never do the little things, but never get called out and never get benched. How about that? Could you realistically see them if they're going to move for a guy like JT Miller? They'd probably have no. to affiliate in a first round pick. It'd have to be yeah. a first round pick. I, I don't think there's any way in hell Vancouver, right? He's a little bit more of a cap friendly deal with a little bit more certainty. But if the, I mean, JT Miller's averaging a point a game. Does Anthony, has Anthony Bavillier ever shown the propensity or the, over the track that he's ever going to average a point a game? Anthony no Bavillier way. is what he is. He's a streaky player that occasionally could score goals that can drive line play when everything's going well. But in reality, he's a really streaky guy. On a really good team, he's a third-line player, Anthony Bavilli. And I like him. He's just streaky. He's what He is what he is, 40 points a year. That's what he is. Nothing wrong with that. That's his limitation. Expecting to be more is it's, uh, you're chasing fool's gold. Okay. Grump, I'll let you read this comment. What's going on with this roster? Even when healthy, it's exactly why you don't sign guys in their 30s like Grump and I have been saying forever. That's right. You don't sign guys in their 30s on the downside to long-term deals. That's why you're in the situation you're in. It's it's so easy to figure out. So easy. How, how does Lou Lamarillo not know that? He's been a GM for 100 years, and the other guy's been coaching for 35. How come mm. they don't know? It? So obvious. 
Yeah. And again, Brian B. Yeah. Yeah. We, I know you're being facetious. You're talking about the road trip and now a boatload of guys being out. But, you know, that was not your typical everyday road trip. As we talked about before, you had plenty of days and rest in between. It was always disingenuous. And they were planning this as, hey, this is a true bona fide 13 game road trip. The league tried to meet us halfway on this. They said, OK, your state shut down. They wouldn't allow you to make any more construction. So you're behind schedule on UBS Arena opening up. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to have to give you the 13 game road trip but we're going to do is we're going to give you spaced out we're going to be taking three to four days off in between you know two or three games they tried to work with us they tried to come halfway in the middle again they're understanding on it terrific i'm glad they didn't just say hey we're going to pile up on you and you're just going to play as many games as you can throughout that time period and i'm happy so i think they kind of met us halfway on that bottom line we're just not a very good team right now i mean we've only beaten two teams the whole year with winning records that's it then we'd be three teams were below. Well, actually, Chicago's ahead of us now, but uh, until Chicago took over, uh, jumped us, we only beat three teams underneath us in the standings. That's it. We're just not a very good team. Does it worry you that we're dead last in scoring in the NHL? And like point and goals for game, I think we're bottom three, bottom three or bottom four. We're just not scoring many goals a game. Does that is that a big red flag for you too? I know we've talked about the defense has been hideous. Is it also the forward group? I mean, what are you worried about more? The defense, the okay. lack of defense or the lack of forward offensive production? Okay. How are most of our goals in the previous years generated? On counterattacks, uh, when we're able to hold the fort and we get a counterattack and get a, uh, a break and score, right? It's not like we've always dominated an offensive zone time and moving the puck around. It was always on a counterattack and creating chaos in front of the other team's net. We're just not doing that anymore. That's why we're not scoring, right? But we know everyone knows we've needed scores for three years. Done nothing to address it. Nothing. In a viable way where you can say, yeah, they're going for it. No, Kyle Palmieri's not going for it. Zach Parise's not going for it. JG Pajot is not going for it. Mm. Well, I, now let me ask you this. Do you think the run's over? Do you think the run's over, or do you think a rebuild will have to do a quick rebuild? Or what? I, again, I think you I, you always say, "Hey, long term rebuild." Do you think there's any way we could do a quick revamp? Like, hey, this year is an off year. We can trade off a guy, maybe like Cal Clutterbuck, gather some assets, trade off. Okay, I've seen people throw the name out there. Oh, we can trade away guys like Andy Green and Zidane Chara. Who in the right freaking mind would want Andy Green and Zidane Chara? Think about what Braden Colburn went for at the trade deadline. That is what you're looking at, like trading off a of Braden Colburn. You're acquiring a sixth or a seventh round pick for him well here's the thing maybe they can find an idiot gm who'll trade a second round pick for a 38 year old defenseman oh no that's right lou did that to get andy green i mean those guys yeah, that's right you're not going to get much for them but you know what if it opens up space to play the younger guys i'm all for it i mean i just and you say you know soft rebuild one or two guys no, we need to move. A, a lot of these core pieces are done. They're done. Time. The whole fourth line is a wasteoid. The whole fourth line. Signing Casey's about six years for Casey's Ezekis. He can't play anymore. He's just average. You give a guy like that a six-year deal, right? The third line, you got Pajot, 37-year-old uh, Zach Parise, and then whoever, maybe Josh Bailey on the other side. How's that line working out for you? I'm, we're just not very good. We need to move a lot of move on from these guys. Get rid of whatever whatever veterans you can. Get whatever you can and start rebuilding from the ground up. 
<sighs> when the levy breaks, have no place to stay. I will tell you this. I mean, I, old levy taught me to weep and moan. That's a good <sighs> song, man. That's a real blues tune. Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Love that song. Now, let me ask you this, Grump. What you got going on for Thanksgiving? I gotta, we got to talk about something positive. I got to talk about some positive Islander news, right? And I like this one. Helen Yeller made a post here saying, at least we've got some positive news today. Zidane Chara got COVID. <laughs> well, I'm not rooting for anybody at COVID. No, neither am I. Not even Josh <laughs> Bailey, even though it worked into my joke from the last podcast. Oh, Jesus. But, um, yeah, let me ask you this. Now, what types of positives can you take away right now, Grump? We got to find some positives. I got. We, we're gonna have to start talking about something positive. Some Thanksgiving dinners. Some. Some. Uh, you know what you're gonna be eating for Thanksgiving. What you think positive? We got to talk about some positives, man. Well, I talked about the positives right up front, right? Getting the younger players ice time to see what they can do for the inevitable rebuild. You want to know if these guys can be part of the rebuild. I mean, if you have a Robin Sallow come in and steady himself you know, in the next 10, 15 games or a Salah or an Ajo show that, you know what, he can be a viable option playing on the third pair. Um, if Noah Dobson can, in, uh, if Barry can let Noah Dobson use his offensive acumen, I mean, this is the best he's ever looked. Maybe those are your positives, right? On the offensive side, uh, I just think there's less opportunity for younger players to step in and do well. We just don't have any of those guys. I mean, that's that, that's my whole thing is we, we're an older, slower team. We need to get younger and faster. Skating is the most important thing in hockey, really the most important thing. Let me, let me ask you this. And did you start to see more empty seats on against Toronto as well. Okay, was it wasn't remember I I brought this up on Saturday evening's podcast. It seemed like there were a lot of empty seats, like 30 or 40% of the seats were empty on the first freaking night. I said it looked like there were a lot of empty seats. Were you noticing there looked like there were a lot of empty seats against Toronto too? Yes. Okay. I don't know what the Freaking nuts and crazy when I said it looked like there were a lot of empty seats. Oh, no, you're seeing things only 5 or 10% empty. It looked like there were a lot of empty seats, and people mentioned the concourse that people are standing at. It just looks like there are a lot of empty seats there again against Toronto. I, I don't know how expensive the seats are, uh, but seats that are down low, those are probably, you know, corporate guys or corporate fans maybe. Like I said, I don't know the pricing structure, so I it's tough for me to, you know, really expound on it. But, I mean, if you're going to get season tickets, I mean, unless you, you know, you're loaded, you have to get with some of the upper sections. The lower runs are usually for businesses or stuff like that. I'm going to say it again. Why the hell are the businesses? What are they? Are you just saying that they're not giving the seats away? Right? They're, I mean, they're going to get I don't know. They're, they're employees. What are you saying? The employees are getting free tickets and determining not to go to a hockey game. No, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know. But I, it's been very noticeable that there were a lot of people, a lot of empty seats on uh, Sunday night. Yes, there were. Mm. Oh, man, oh, man. And then uh, Tommy B saying here, we've not played, talking about the Rangers yet this season. Can't make a statement. Uh, they give us trouble until uh, they start doing that. Talking about the Rangers here. Yeah, but their style is one that we've proven we cannot handle this year on any level against any team. I mean, last year's last year. Last To say that you want to use last year as a barometer for this year, that's just foolhardy. 
That's just foolhardy. I was about to say the the Rangers are drinking the Gerard Gallant the, the Gerard Gallant Kool Aid for certain. And College Quinn was a freaking hideous coach. Again, look what look what the Rangers did. Look what the Rangers did on their rebuild. D cut. Sorry. Yeah. Look what the Rangers did in their rebuild. They said we're going to play the younger guys, and we're going to roll them out there every night. It's not going to look pretty for a while, but they're going to play, and they have. They've gotten the experience. They weren't sheltered. Throw them out there, sink or swim. Well, it looks like they're making their way to shore right now, which is trouble for us. They're they're a they're a team that I don't think they're there defensively yet. But th- man, can they really rush the puck and can they score? That's a problem for us. If, do you really feel if we go down one nothing, we have a chance of winning? You got to remember we all these games. We have, not, we have not won a game where we've been scored on first. We have not come. Think about this: any game where we have conceded the first goal so far this season. It's not like I'm talking about five games of the season, seven games in the season. I'm talking fifteen freaking games into the NHL season. There has not been a game so far yet this year where we have conceded the first goal and won. That is a freaking problem, ladies and gentlemen. Bah, bah, bah. That should be giving you big flashing lights. Holy shit, we have not won a single game where we've been scored on first that is a big issue it is and we scored the first goal eight games in a row during the middle i mean when certainly most cases we were outplayed in those games we get a lucky goal right at the end and it seemed like hey that was enough for us bill b wants to know why are we playing grant hutton instead of thomas hickey hutton's a right-handed shot and hickey's a left-handed and hickey blows you know what you got in hickey Hickey's also been hurt. I think he took a state a skate to the face or something like that. So, but I mean, why would you want to play Hickey? You know what Hickey is. He's 32 years old. He's finished. Give Hutton a chance. See what you have in him. That's what you should do. Matthew C said, Can we get rid of Zidane Chara, Andy Green, Zach Parise, Cal Clutterbuck, Matt Martin, and Josh Bailey? Matt Martin still has term left on his deal. Think about it. Matt Martin still has two years left on his deal. I don't think anybody's. I was about to say, after, I'm sorry, after this one, Matt Martin still has two years left on his deal. I don't think he's. No, I don't think people. there's a long line of suitors saying, hey, give me Matt Martin. And if there is, it's like, hey, I'll take Matt Martin, but you have to – we'll give you a seventh-round pick. I don't anticipate that being a lot. Cal Clutterbuck, I could see – honestly, you're talking about out of this list of players, Sedano Chara, Andy Green, Zach Parise, Cal Clutterbuck, Matt Martin, and Bailey. I think Bailey has your chance to yield maybe the most, maybe like a third-round pick, second-round pick, just because he's got a year term left on him, even though he's a guy who's probably ideally a third-line guy. I think Cal Clutterbuck has a chance to be somebody that I think at the trade deadline, I think he would be one of the more valuable pieces. He's a guy that plays a bottom six role for you. He's a guy that, you know, will be on an expiring contract. He's a guy that plays with heart and soul. And uh, he's a guy who can occasionally provide some scoring touch. If I'm looking at that list, I'm saying Cal Clutterbuck actually has a little bit of value compared to your Charas and Greens. They're all the same. They're all useless at this point in time. And you said, what's the market for Matt Martin? There was no market for him two years ago when Barry Trotz signed him to the ridiculous four-year contract for a 32-year-old fourth-line finished power forward. Mm. One-year vet minimum. You want to come back, Matt Martin? Great. If you don't, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Good gracious. John P. saying, even this COVID injury outbreak is horrible. The silver lining is these youngsters are getting NHL experience despite Barry's uh, propensities. Very true. And maybe, see, there's John using propensities, using a big word. See? I had to pause, you saw how I had to pause on that one? What I did actually is I took out my, my 
thesaurus and I had to break it down the phonetic spell this the phonetic pronunciation. I had it took that's me about what you use a dictionary for not a th th thesaurus. Okay, <laughs> that's where you find a word that says one thing and a like word. That's a th they thesaurus. Also have, they, they also they also have the phonetic the phonetic pronunciation of it in a, th in a, in a thesaurus. Yeah, but that's right. Maybe that's why Barry's lost too. He's got all these young guys in lineup. He doesn't know what the hell to do. They're not working like the Autonotron robots that I'm used to rolling out there every day. I know we can't score and we can barely defend, but I know what they're going to do. And hey, I got us to two straight Eastern Conference Finals. That's good for a contract extension, isn't it? Matthew C. I couldn't agree more. When everybody's healthy, Salo needs to play every day. He does. No doubt about it. Anything else would be criminal. I want to see more Noah Dobson before uh, Robin Salo. That's what I want to see. The, the Noah Dobson we've seen the last two games is the Noah Dobson that I saw in juniors who has a chance to be special. Will Barry Trotz let him do that once he gets everybody back? Doubtful. Highly doubtful. Mm -mm. SP said, yeah, I'm not liking Sebastian Ajo that much. You know, so far he's uh, he's on the point uh, in situations where he's had wide open, amazing passing chances, but he chooses a weak shot from the point instead. Maybe he maybe he hears coach say we need to put the puck on net and he and he thinks like hey shoot the puck shoot the puck shoot the puck he says even if I don't have a great lane even if it's going to be a weak wrister I'm still just throwing the puck towards the net because that's what coach wants. Yeah, I'm not saying that Aho's the answer, but he's, he's not he's the liability. Exactly. When you look at when you look at Zdeno Chara, he's a liability out there defensively and offensively, just a liability. Period. Aho is not that. You know what I haven't seen anybody bring up, and it's unfortunate that he's having such a woeful start to the season. Simone Varlamov still has one year left on his contract. Could you see him being moved if we're sellers at the deadline? Say, hey, we, you know what? Sorokin's our guy. We feel happy with him. We think he could be the answer going forward. We're going to find a cheaper backup goalie who can play you know, third, you know, 25, 30 games a year. There's always a boatload of them. We'll find a weaker guy, but we're going to try to deal Varlamov. You have to feel like Varlamov would have some sort of value. If you dealt him, if you were a seller at the deadline, yeah, I don't know what you can get for him. And you're going to have to have a goalie get injured for another team to move him. The time to move goaltenders is in the offseason. You very rarely see a, a higher level goaltender get moved in season. That's usually an offseason move. So, and I think they should move him this offseason. Eddie said, as long as we yeet, and I mean yeet, only the Rangers the rest of the year, it will be a glass half full Islander. Ugh. Do you know what yeet is, Grumpy? Doesn't that sound like the olden days where the Islanders were so bad, but as long as we beat the Rangers, cool. Season success. Uh, let me ask you this, Grumpy. Do you know what yeet means? No. Do you? Yes. Okay. Throw yeet. You've never heard that? No. The term yeet. Oh, good I just took it as, you know, if we beat them and destroy them. <laughs> okay, that's that's fine. Um, Brian P. said, can we maybe try Bavillier, Barzal, and Wallstrom together? Why not? Why not? Nothing else works. Why not? Barry would have an aneurysm with three guys under the age of 26 playing on one line. Oh, my God. I don't know what he'd do. He might just spontaneously combust on the bench. <laughs> 
Ariel C. She says, I want to be a top fan, guys. How do I get to that? LOL. I'm not sure how they do that. I'll have to look into I'm not sure. I don't look at the Facebook too much. I'll have to look at top fans and everything like that, how that works. Um, but, I don't know uh, anything about Facebook or at all. Brian J. reminds us, man, we just need our first-line winger, Leo Komarov, back, and all the issues are solved. Aren't you glad he wasn't here because you know he would have been playing these last two games? You Honestly, I would have been fine with them playing. There's so many guys. Hey, here's the thing. If you're able to pull a win out of this team where you've got uh, Pulak and Tulak and uh, Nelson out with injury and you've got the COVID list guys, I think of that as a success. If they can pull off a win against the Rangers, that's a huge success for my opinion. Yeah, we need to win some games, though. And right now, we're just we're not playing very well. It's not like, okay, that was a tough loss. We're getting obliterated and totally dominated on the ice. Uh, and you got to be able to beat teams that are ahead of you in the in the in the, uh, in the standings. And we've not been able to do that. Ariel C brings up a good point. Half the team is out. Look at all those starters who are out. Look at all these guys who are top six guys that are out. And Trot still refuses to put Wallstrom on the first line. LOL. Do you remember when people were pontificating, espousing, oh, all of Wallstrom's going to get his chance? I think he will. I think Oliver Washington is going to get his chance on us on the top line. Think about how many guys we have out. Remember, I told you, right? Otto Koivula not even being called up when you've got however many forwards out with COVID protocol slash injury, and Otto Koivula hasn't even been called up from Bridgeport. Oliver Wallstrom is a similar situation. He is still playing bottom six minutes, and you have all these people out with COVID. Just let that sink in. That's the coach. That's that's why he's not as good as Quinville or John Cooper or a number of the really t- – and his thing, Barry Trotz is a good coach, but he's so inflexible that that hurts him, I feel. He's a slave to his system, and it's not about that. It's just not. You have to be able to roll with it and make changes when necessary. I don't know if he's capable. His first, his first thing when – uh, somebody goes out is to put Richard Panic on the first line, and that, I mean Richard Panic showed some hustle out there. He's not a first line player, not even close. Coach, I'm gonna be also reminded. And Phil's facts wanted me to let you know this too, Grumpy. Simon Holmstrom has been playing relatively well, Grump. I could care less. He sucks. He's Josh Bailey 2.0. I'm gonna tell you right now, he is Josh Bailey 2.0. That's what you're gonna find about him. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, Brian J said ego over talent. Hey, how's Hosang doing? Mm-hmm. Pretty darn good. Don't get me started. He's playing yeah. well. Hey, here's the thing though. Did remember, TJ? I think I said, do you think Hosang would even have been called up to play? Even with all these injuries? I bet not. Makes it like <laughs> hey, hey, think about like this. Otto Koivla, right? They don't like Otto. He does his game well. I hear every freaking damn thing for Otto Koivla. Adderoff should not be in the freaking lineup over Otto Koivla. If we're freaking here's ladies and gents, here we freaking go. You're gonna piss this is gonna piss me off. If we're already conceding that we have right, we've got so many guys out there, we're essentially uh we're throwing out there the Bridgeport Islanders. We got the Bridgeport Islanders out there. Yeah, terrific. We do it at the Bridgeport Islanders. Why the hell are you giving 30-year-old uh, Andrew Andy Adderoff out there ice time? When you've got Otto Koivla, if you're already conceding these games as penciled-in losses because we have so many guys out with COVID and injury, right? There's no way we could possibly beat him. It's my expectation we'll lose. Why the hell is Otto Koivla? If he's, uh, what about Golachev? Golachev's called up. Golachev's called up. He's going to play. Why, why isn't he in the lineup over Adarov? 
You see what I'm saying? Well, Adaroff plays center, so they're going to move him to center. But like I Otto mean, has center experience, so I mean, Holmstrom is the caddy for Golachev. That's what he is. He was an absolute zero until, of course, and they're force feeding this kid to play on the big line up there because they want him to succeed because he was their real draft pick. But we're going to see how that turns out, right? But here's Golachev scoring all the time. What can't we do score? And this kid never gets—he never even gets a shot. Mind-boggling. Same thing with Durando, right? You look at guys who could score in Bridgeport, and those are the guys who are not getting a chance or getting a call-up, and that's the biggest issue we've got. Coach, Coach Tommy B saying here, sometimes in sports and in life, you got to take a step back to take two step forwards. I don't disagree with this, right? But you have to just make for sure as you're taking that step back, you're adding the right pieces to take those steps forward. We can't take a step back and say, okay, we're just chalking this up to COVID, and now we'll be good to go back next year with the same casting characters, right? There has to be a shake-up a little bit. If we, if we don't if we don't make the playoffs and you know we struggle you have to shake the team up a little bit you can't say hey we're going to roll out essentially the same team minus cal clutterbuck oh we're going to lose cal clutterbuck and maybe and even if let's say all of our wildest dreams come true and josh bailey gets moved hey the movement of josh bailey and and cal clutterbuck was enough that's not enough (laughs) no that's what i'm saying we need to rebuild this 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 little run is over well, we'll find out in four days. We'll find out. We'll find out in four games. Really well. Tony G said, All right, I'm going to go cry myself to sleep now. Catch the rest of it in the morning, guys. Thanks for the podcast again. No need to cry, Tony Cheese. No need to cry. Joe is saying, We need a tank commander. Trade all veterans over 30 except Brock and play all the prospect. Finish dead last and draft Shane right. The window goes right back to open again. No, I, I think you're wrong on that one. There's no way. There's no way in hell. Well, I mean, this you want to talk about a massive rebuild? That would be a massive rebuild. And Barry Trotz wouldn't be the coach for that. And Lou Lamarillo would not be the general manager. So you would have a complete upheaval up on general manager and head coach and on roster. That's a lot. That's a lot of moving parts to be successful. And I mean, it's you talk about right back, you're looking at least three, four years. If that's the approach you took, I really think that's the case. But you know what? Sometimes that what has that's what has to happen. We have nobody in our farm system who can play, particularly offensively. No one. You're going to have to take a step back or two steps back and do a rebuild. We're not good enough offensively. You cannot continue to trade first and second round draft picks. You just can't do it. The draft is the lifeblood of a team. Okay. Grump, I'll let you say this because I don't know who Baron Samedi is. I don't I don't know who that is either. Don't say it, TJ. You'll give us a bigger curse. Baron Samedi style. I don't know who that is. Mm, we apologize, Matthew. S. I do want to give a shout out though to my pals at uh Isles Misery Rated R. There the greatest is. Islander fan group there is on Facebook. BP saying here, the Islanders have been the least injured team the last three years. The luck. This year, luck swinging against us. Yeah, I've told you. I've said that over and over and over again, right? We've been very lucky regarding minimal injury. Scott Mayfield missed a few weeks with a broken foot three years ago. Two years ago, Pelic had the Achilles, but he was back for the playoffs when it mattered because of COVID. Last year, we lost Andrews Lee. That was really the biggest injury we've had is the loss of Andrews Lee all season in playoffs. We've been very fortunate knocking on wood regarding injuries, and I hope this is not where it starts to change. Look at Tampa Bay this year. They lost their whole third line, the whole third line. They lose Kucherov. They lose Point. They lose Sorelli on defense. 
and they're still able to win games. Why? Because they've incorporated youth in that team. Seven guys under the age of 24 are playing regularly with Tampa Bay. That's how you do it. That's why John Cooper is such a good coach. That's why he's won two Stanley Cups in a row. Not just the talent, because he's able to make the moves to put them over the top. That's why. That's what a good. That's what a good coach does. All right. Some things aren't going well. Let's inject some youth into the lineup. Let's see what we can do. We have no youth to inject into the lineup. When you're playing Grumpy. Andy Adarov, where's your youth? Grumpy. If you were at UBS Arena, would you spend sixteen dollars or fifteen dollars on a Big Shack chicken sandwich? No, because I don't. I eat everything plain. So it wouldn't be worth it for me. Oh, I mean, man. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of goop and gunk and lattice tomatoes. It's oh, probably like a little piece of chicken like this big, and all the other crap is on there. And did you say lattice? Like I had an A lettuce. instead of E. Lettuce. Maybe I said lattice. Lettuce. Lettuce. <laughs> lettuce. Tomatoes. Onions. I don't know what's in the Big Shack chicken sandwich. I don't know what's in it. Eddie's saying, I agree with you there, TJ. If we miss the playoffs, but we're close, we're going to hear every excuse under the sun. We better get we're better off getting uh, getting BTFO. I have no idea what that means. Oh, beat the F out of. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good with I'm not good with the acronyms. Um, but yeah, we are going to hear every excuse under the sun. If we're close or even relatively close, we're going to hear every excuse under the sun. It's going to be unbearable to listen to everybody try to. Everybody try to find, you know, oh, well, this is the reason why. That's the reason why. Every freaking excuse. When and, and, and The bottom line, sports are a bottom line business. Professional sports are a bottom line business. I don't want to hear every excuse under the sun, to be honest. An excuse every once in a while, okay, I can live with it. I, I, I don't need excuses every damn year. I don't need an excuse why last year didn't work. Two years ago didn't work. Uh, oh, well, last year, Kucherov, you know, they, those Tampa Bay cheated with the salary cap, and, and Andrews Lee was out, and Oliver Wallstrom was out, so that's why the honors didn't win. And, and this year we had COVID, and two years ago, uh, you know, we, ha we have everything going in the right direction, but, uh, you know, it was just a, an unlucky bounce here or there, right? We were in game six, but we came really close. I, I can't have excuses every year. Here's the thing. You like it, but Bill Parzells used to say, "You are what your record says you are." Right now, we're a bad team. Not saying it can't turn around, but we're not winning a Stanley Cup. I told everyone that right off the top. Not winning a Stanley Cup. So if you're not winning a Stanley Cup, time to move on. Ariel, say I think it's a good point. Every fan that's comparing us to St. Louis when they were in last place is insane. Look at their roster and look at ours. Totally different balance, totally different talent. And uh, that was in a slump uh, versus no talent. That's in a slump. Yeah, and I'll tell you, they also had the coach change. I mean, when they brought in Craig Berube, that also helped catapult them on. I, I'm not, I'm not suggesting we get rid of Barry Trotz or have some sort of radical change as a head coach, but I think that also, I think that also helped put the team in the right direction for the Blues. And they had a lot of younger players who were really good too. It's not like St. Louis. Every no one could believe that St. Louis was in last place at that point in time. And they made the coaching change and everything took off. I mean, if you're telling me a coaching change is going to turn this team around, I'd say you're crazy. Sal P said, TJ, 10 points out of the deadline. That only gives you about 12 or 15 games. That'll be too many teams to jump over. Any trade needs to happen sooner rather than later. It's like I said, TJ, like I said, they say if you're five points out at Thanksgiving, you're not making the playoffs. The vast majority of teams don't make playoffs. <laughs> I've got bad news. 
even if we win, we're still going to be more <laughs> more than five points out of Thanksgiving. Yeah. What does that tell you? We're not making playoffs. But I'm willing to give us the next. I said I was going to give us three games. I'm extending that another three. Just yeah, because you're... just because I'm an optimist. <laughs> That's the only reason. Because I said if we lost to Calgary, Toronto, and the Rangers, season was over. I'm willing to extend that to Pittsburgh, Rangers, Philadelphia. I'm willing to extend that another three games. We've got an extension, boys. We got a work extension. That's See, it, though. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like the debt ceiling extension. That's it. There's a cutoff there. Sorry. Stephen V said, "Can somebody tell me why Lou didn't pick up any scoring this offseason? Wasn't it obvious we needed it? Not a word about Tarasenko or anyone else when they were available. Lou is my biggest is my biggest disappointment." And he'll probably win GM of the year this year for not making a move. They'll probably give him us being like dead last in the Metro, and that'll get him GM of the year. Well, Makes hey, the, the Lamarillo Award. Lou Lamarillo should win the general manager of the year before the season even started, I would argue. So weren't, they there, some, weren't there some ridiculous publications who are actually saying that, that he's already should win GM of the year mm. before the I season started? I guarantee you people are singing a different tune over that one. Uh, and then Coach Tommy B said, even with a bad season, they won't rebuild. Changes, yes. Rebuild, no. I think like regarding changes, it would need to be like, hey, we need to replace maybe one, two guys off our top six. And or here's the thing. Maybe two guys off the bottom six, one guy off your top six. So three forwards need to be changed in and out. And the defense, Green, Dobson need to be, or I'm sorry, Green and Char need to be replaced in Ajo and, or Salo and or Bolduc or somebody else has to be the answer there. Get ready for more pain. That's all I have to say. If you're just going to do changes, get ready for more pain. You know, I, I'm, you know you're hearing uh, Staple was talking about maybe making a run at Chikrin from Arizona. Do you know how much you'd have? And he's good, really good young defenseman. What would you have to give up to get him? I mean, just think about it. Your team has no offensive talent at all, except for one guy. And you're worried, you know, and you're talking about getting another defenseman. I, I just, and we're not just one or two or three marginal players away. We need massive upgrades, massive. Joe H said, tell the guy on the couch we had no cap space to get a sniper. Not oh, true. Joe, I hate I hate it, man. Man, Joe, don't do that. Here's don't what you didn't need to do. You me, did not need to sign Kyle Palmieri back. He's five million a year. So all you needed was another 2.2 million. That's all you needed. You could have you, you could get that in pocket change. They didn't do it. That was all on Lamarillo. He didn't have the balls to go out and sign a guy who had an injured shoulder. You say you're all in, but then you don't make a move. You bring in a 37-year-old third liner with zero goals throughout the season and a 44-year-old left-handed defenseman who can't move, and those are your all-in moves. That's an F-minus for Lou Lamarillo. Brian Jay's letting us know that Paul Mary is our sniper, Grumpy. He does have one goal. He's on pace to have six this year. Five. I will say, yeah, we're not making any trades right now. Uh, guys, we're just going to have to really grit our teeth and hope it turns out for the Right, you want to talk about a crappy situation. We're just going to have to grind our teeth and hope and pray that we're close enough by the trade deadline because if we're too far out of a playoff position, 
That's it. I don't think there's going to be any moves made. Maybe two or three weeks. I'm, I'm talking about the absolute earliest. Two or three weeks before the deadline is the earliest we would see any type of massive move made by the Islanders. The absolute earliest. You can see trades at, when the new year comes. The teams that are real proactive. You can see that, but not before then, usually. Uh, Angelo R. said, too many bad contracts to reconcile. Uh, we are where we are. Either we turn it around in December, which is unlikely, or I agree with the rebuild. If they would have listened to me and started the rebuild when Luke Hammond came in with Barry Trotz, we'd be cooking with gas right now in the new building. That's what would happen. They chose not to. Now you're gonna now you're gonna start a new building with a totally new rebuilding team. Oh. Stephen V said, Yeah, uh Tarasenko is bossy. Letty, Potvin, Everly, Tanelli. Uh, would Bill Tory have given those guys up? Okay. I, I just want to say one thing. Those guys were nowhere near. I know what you're saying, Stephen, but uh, I know Bill Tory would not have traded those guys, but they're not really. He's he's equals. saying, yeah, he clarified. He said, I'm not saying those players okay. were equal. Okay, just cool. giving those players would be like giving them up in a prime from their 80s. You don't know. You don't do that. And he never would have. He kept that team together. One, but you got to remember, everyone said, well, gosh, we kept this team together because we were so close and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but this team was old. That team was young. They were all guys in their mid 20s, 25, you know, 26, 24. And those are the, you keep teams like that together because they get better. Older teams aren't getting better. That's why you move them. You know, one of the shitty part is that we gave away our second round pick and still have the Colorado Avalanche's second round pick for this year. So we're probably going to lose spots regarding our second round pick this year. Oh, well, at least we still have a second round pick. Oh, that is true. That is true. I just, I just do not want to see any picks being traded. And you have to draft. I don't care. First of all, we're not going to get the number one pick. We'd have to win a draft lottery. But this is supposedly a deep draft. You draft the most talented kid there is. And I don't want a defenseman. I want a guy who can put the puck in the net or a creator or whatever. Don't go for a Simon Holmstrom when you could have had a Philip Tomasino. Just that was dumb. Now, I like this comment by Dan L. He said, the amount of cap that is absorbed by our bottom six is terrible. Well, here's the funny thing. We talked about it, right? Oh, well, it's because we need four solid lines, and having four solid lines is going to put us over the top because if you don't have four lines that can consistently you know, challenge another team, then how could you ever expect to win? How you know, It's crazy for you to expect that you should have the majority of your points produced by your top two lines. And then, you know, your bottom your bottom pairing guys should be energy guys that just are focused on, you know, hey, I'm willing to grind out some minutes and absorb minutes, right? Our bottom line, our fourth line, consumes 7.5 million of the cap. Just our bottom line. And, you know, our, our, our third line is what is another $7 million line because Jean-Gabriel Pajot is right around $5 million plus. Yep. I mean, think about how bad it used to be. When Sezikis was making, you know, three point almost, you know, three point four million a year, Clutterbuck making three point five, whatever he's making, Clutterbuck the other guy, five. Martin was making two and a half million a year. I mean, just think about it. But why? Why is the bottom six have so much cap? Because that's what they value. They value bottom six players more than top six players. They realize you have to have top six players. But if they had their druthers, we'd have four third lines on this team. That's, that's what they'd love to have with guys who are nondescript, no individual ability, just robots that Barry could just roll out there and know what the results are going to be every single night and have to get a break to score a goal. 
Angela War said, I could honestly have lived with uh, where we are if we just signed Taves uh, and went all in for, we signed Taves beforehand and traded off Lydia, you know, proactively and went all in for Tarasenko. We could have built the rest around that. What a could have, what a should have, could have. Well, we talked about that, right? What, yeah. As soon as it happened, as we were so, we were violently angry when they traded Taves. Because that's a young, you don't trade your young defenseman, a guy who just started coming into his own, and you move him. Why? Because he's a restricted free agent? How stupid is that? And you keep Nick Letty? I mean, you know, we've had our issues with Nick Letty. I mean, he's certainly better than Chara, but Taves, at his age and salary, is a way better value than Nick Letty ever was. But Barry Trotz liked Nick Letty. So they moved Devon Taves. Because he had a turnover or two. You got to live with that. You just have to. The kid just gets better and better all the time. It's just so dumb, so short-sighted. Mm. Sal P said, good thing we've got all of our older forwards locked up for four or five or six more years. Isles 44, that's 100% right there, Sal P. Isles 44 says, uh, I just don't see how they can possibly make the playoffs. Seven starters out or five starters out with COVID, two more with injuries. They're already on a six-game losing streak. And we've lost six games before, even seven. But we haven't been blown out like this since 1972 and 73. Think about that. That's It's not the fact that we're losing. It's the fashion of how we're losing. We were an expansion team. It's because we're just not playing. We're just not a very good team right now. We've lost six straight games by three or more goals. That's Sorry. For a Barry Trotz team, that should be unacceptable. Barry should come out and say, you know what, I'm going to throw myself on my sword. Harry Carey style. Kill himself. Let somebody else take over. Oh, man. Didn't do much for the sales of his T-shirts, though. <laughs> so much for the Barry, the, the Barry and the Vets. Um, and John P. said, we need offense, offense, offense to complement our goaltending and de- our defense and goaltending. Barry is perplexed, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, when he just looks lo- – dude, I mean, while you're sitting there watching your team get blown out, you should know that the press conference is coming, and you should formulate some type of coach-speak answer. And you're just like, oh, oh, oh. I mean, come on. We you suck. Want to, you want to hear something funny, right? We talked about – we always talk about Devon Taves, right? And some people don't think Devontae is all that special. Devontae is right now, so far this season, six games played, three goals, three assists. He's plus 10. And you know how Colorado was struggling towards the beginning of the season? Well, since, he's, since, he returned, came back. since he's returned, they've won five of their six games. They're five, one, and oh over that time period. It's funny, right? We talked about the magic, the magic replacement pill that was Devontae, how we struggled and we were a 500 team. When Thomas Hickey was in the lineup, Thomas Hickey goes out with the injury. Devontae is inserted in the rest of the season. You know, the, the win percentage drastically increases. And it's the same thing with the year after. And then we trade him away. You know, he's he seems to also have that effect on the Colorado Avalanche. When he's out, the team struggles a little bit. When he's back in, well, it seems to help shore up the defensive side a little bit. He's a really good puck-moving defenseman. Really good. What do we miss? A puck-moving defense. We have one, Noah Dobson. But Barry's got him so petrified of making a mistake out there that if the other vets are out, he won't even take a chance. I, I like I said, this this COVID thing is the best thing to happen to Noah Dobson. And Barry Trotz, if he has eyes, he should say, you know what, kid? Just do it every night. We'll put somebody next to you who can, 
you know, uh, actually play some defense back there. If it's got to be Pellick, whoever it is, you just rush that puck. You help us create offense. Of course, unless he's with Matt Barzell, nothing's going to come to fruition, but that's a whole nother story. Brian Jay saying, yeah, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Tampa. Look at those teams. Look at those dynasties that have won or those many dynasties that have won. All the teams have fantastic offense. Something you need in order to be successful, right? Chicago during their heyday, you've got you've got Jonathan Taves, you've got Patrick Kane, you had you had you had pieces on the defensive side like your Jalmersons, your Nick Letty was producing at that time period. You look at Pittsburgh back there in their prime. Okay, you've got Kessel, you've got Crosby, you've got Malkin, you've got Latang, and you look at Tampa. Look at how many offensive pieces they've got: Kuchi Kucherov, Braden Point, Stephen Stamkos. You have so many pieces that can produce offense with the defensive pieces too. We have Matt Barzell and. Matt Barzell and Matt Barzell. That's it. And Steve, like I said, it's he, what what I tell you teams should do. Put just check the hell out of him. Don't let him beat you. Put two men on him. And that's what Toronto did. I mean, they just did that. We had nothing. No. We're gonna blast. We're gonna start blasting through some comments, Grump, because they're kind of getting towards it too. I was talking to Mark. Steve V said Chara was playing for the Islanders when George Bush was president. The first George Bush. True story. Yep. Uh, Dan L said, J- or Jim Hiller, uh, James Hiller there, uh, something has to change with his philosophy or we need to make a coaching change. Okay, we didn't score on the power play, but it looked like we had, but it's like, hey, the young guys just go out there. You know what? We're going to, we're not going to go with structure and all that other stuff. That ain't working. So let's just go wild and start throwing the puck at the net, crashing the net. Sometimes you just have to do that. You have to say, you know what, guys? Freaking go for it, man. Crash the net. Two guys in front of that, shoot the puck. Let's make things happen. That's what I think. That's where they're kind of at right now. John P said, what's your Etsy link again? Want to buy some shirts? Uh, that will be, I've got it here. It's in the link in the description below. You can find the link on Facebook, on YouTube. You can find that link, but it just gives you the straight link to it where it's the Etsy shop and it's got all the uh, all the goodness in it. So, but obviously you'll be able to find does, Obviously, John doesn't know how to do that. So maybe you give him a little bit more information. Grumpy. I'll have to I'll have to post it on our social media afterwards, but I can't okay. like post it. Yeah, we'll we'll post okay. it on our social media afterwards. But you can temporarily find you can find it in the link in the description uh, on Facebook as well as YouTube and anywhere you listen to your podcast, you could find that also because we'll make sure that's included. Um, but yeah, thanks, John P. Um, and uh, Mario said here the treatment of Corvilla reminds me of how they treated Carter Verhage, who couldn't sniff the Islanders roster. He leaves and wins. He's with Florida. Playing on the first line, no less. I don't know. Go figure it out. Hmm. I just, I, it's, it's just mystifying. We don't. I mean, like I said, Bossy couldn't play for this team. Mm-mm-mm. Oh man! Oh man! There you go, Brian. Hey, Brian. Please. Go ahead, Grump. This is why I wanted to rebuild when Tavares left two years ago. With fool's goal because of COVID, I wanted to build around Barzell, Bavillier, Hosang, Pulak, Pelic, Wally, Dobson, Bellows. Got at, get assets for Lee Everly and Bailey, and I would have signed Brock to a new deal. And we opened US UBS, and we'd be a team ready to rise for ten years. That's exactly what I said, Brian. See, Brian is part of the Isles Misery Rated R group. They're smarter than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJP said nobody is taking Anders Lee's contract. Don't know that. Uh, Don't know that. Is that, is that your is that your 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 YouTube thing, TJ? TJP. Yeah. TJP, that's me. That's okay. me. Um, 
Brian P said Colorado uses five forwards some power plays, and there are other teams that use five forwards. I actually like Barry showing some guts for once. Yeah, I just didn't like Barzell as the guy at the top. <laughs> I just I would rather have somebody else at the top. That's all. Alexander saying, trust me, TJ, somebody would take Lee. Detroit would take him. Um, or you could uh, trade a contract for a contract. Whatever you do to get rid of it, you can make it work. You just have to work at it. That's that's all you have to do. You can you can get rid of bad deals. Uh, Alice 44 said, yes, Toronto dominated us, but we had seven starters out, eight after Nelson went out. What's the team going to do? Uh, you're not going to win a lot of games with a third of their lineup out. It was six starters and went to seven when uh and then injuries. yeah i mean it just it just kind of it but i mean there's injuries injuries don't count the covid things do count but not the injuries i mean teams get we're the only team that never seems to get an injury during the season a lot of teams do we've been really lucky in regards to that the last three years but you know the covid things are totally different tommy b thanks for the correction he said lad had two years left when he was traded that doesn't help tj's narrative to push why you can't move a contract though I guess I'm wrong. Don't let, don't let the facts get in way to a good point, TJ. Good job. Hey, Grumpy, I'll admit when I'm wrong, unlike other members of this show. I admit when I'm wrong. Just doesn't happen often. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. You're, you're, you're crazy. You're crazy, Grump. You're crazy, crazy. Alexander saying, you guys watching Practical Jokers? Hell yeah, I love it. I cannot watch them. The Grumpy old man F-bombed that he yeah, did. You know what? Who did it? Who Bailey. did it? Bailey. Bailey is the only one who provokes me to cuss. I'm serious. And if uh, I, we were so lucky on the last uh, live stream that he wasn't playing because I know I would have dropped one. I do multiple times when he's playing, I got to say. Michael T said, I can't believe Grumpy is saying it would be not impossible to trade Lee after thrashing him or after trashing him uh, and trashing him so mercilessly. But now he's good enough to get traded. What? Yeah. He's, 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 he's got value. I know Grumpy likes to call him average Andrews, but the guy's a little bit of above average. He he's does, not a he does one, he does he's one, a good second line left wing. He does one thing really well. He stands in front of the net, he deflects pucks, he's able to score garbage goals. That's what he does. That's what he does well. The rest of his game, not so much. But there's a team out there that could use some scoring help down low, particularly in the playoffs. Why? Because the game gets a lot tighter. You have to score a lot more ugly goals. And that's what he's good at. Let's be honest, right? But he's an average player. If you put all of his attributes up, boop, 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 there's more negatives than positives. But the one positive that he does have is that he's able to score garbage goals. Alice oh, 44 says, dump Chara, Parise, Green, Clutterbuck. Maybe somebody takes Bailey. Yeah, I tell you, I'm just not sure what you're going to get for those individuals. Not too much. I mean, out of that list, Clutter probably gets you the most. Clutter or Bailey. James F. says, nice shirt, TJ. Thanks, James. Hopefully you're not being uh, facetious. He's kidding. Crazy. Believe me, he's kidding. Oh, man, oh, man. going to make me sad. Um, Tommy B. saying the Islanders will not rebuild if they have a bad season. Grumpa, let's take it. Be right back. Yep. Get ready for more pain and a real gradual decline. If you don't admit when you have a problem that you just drag it on and on and on. I think don't get addicted to getting a couple of Eastern Conference finals. We're not there. It's just time to move on from these guys, full rebuild, whatever. There's some guys I'd keep, but I try to move 
a lot of the guys who are veterans on this team. I know you're not going to get a whole lot back for them, but you get rid of their contracts. And then you just kind of start over. You only look for guys who are in their mid-20s. You take some flyers on guys who aren't getting ice time with other organizations for whatever reason. And hopefully they can achieve something like that with a cheap deal in your system. There's a lot of ways to do it. But the last thing you can do is trade away draft picks. I thought it was foolish last year. I thought it was foolish the year before. As much as I loved Pajot, I thought a first and a second, and if we want a Stanley Cup, a third, is too much for a third-line center. I wouldn't have traded anything for Kyle Palmieri. We gave away a first, a fourth, and a couple of prospects for he and Travis Zajac. That was a wasted trade, I mean, in my opinion. We didn't put us over the top. It was never going to put us over the top. Nobody was beating Tampa. So we're kind of in the same boat. But you might not want to rebuild, uh, and the Islanders might not want to rebuild, but that's what they should do. And you heard it here first. Rebuild is in order. We'll be at, once again, we are the curve. You all will come around to it eventually. It just takes a little bit longer. That's all right. I hate to hear that, James. You weren't able to go because you threw your back out. Oh, huh. Hopefully you're able to sell tickets or something like that. To, yeah, you didn't miss much of a game. That's for certain. That's true. Uh, I know you wanted that. I think it was a shack, a shack chicken sandwich. I think you were going to get one of those, but oh those man, I, big, I guess those are, those are big sandwiches for sixteen bucks. They've got to be right. Sixteen dollars for a chicken sandwich. <sighs> maybe you, maybe you throw out your back picking up a chicken sandwich. I don't know. Mm-mm-mm. That explains why Shaq was there. It's not because he was being a pal. It's because he was opening up a Shaq's chicken sandwich sandwich shop. Yeah. Mm-mm. He's also saying we need a winning streak like we had last year. Yeah. Uh, not yet. Hmm. Uh, Alice 44 said here, the league didn't step in to help Vancouver. Why would they step in to help us? Fans are being ridiculous to hope for that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the Vancouver situation was like. Uh, they did for Ottawa. They lost 10 starters. We're nowhere near that. So, and you could look at some of those guys. It's almost addition by subtraction, actually. No loss there. Oh man. Okay. Hold on. They had how many guys? Half their hold on. Twenty-one players tested positive for COVID nineteen in uh, Vancouver. That must have been la- that must have been last year. It was a while ago. Now I've got to find it. Maybe I'm trying to see if they're if I could see anything recent. I wasn't seeing any. Oh, well, last year I guess they're talking about having all those guys. Well, they did postpone six games. I'll have to look into that. Um, Southby saying if uh, we are a lottery team for the next couple of years, do you consider that a rebuild? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't disagree, Grump. Uh, Tony also saying, I said if they had one bad season, not multiple. Mm, I, you're just getting ready for multiple. If you don't make, if you don't move a whole bunch of guys and try to retool now, you're going to have multiple bad seasons. The team is finished. This iteration of the team, I'm going to give them, like I said, the four games, but. If it if it flops, it's time to move on from a lot of guys. John P saying, so you're saying after the next four or five games, if we don't perform well, we're done for the season with 63 games to go. True. Yep. <laughs> That's right, John. Because we're going to be too far behind, too many teams in front of us. We're not making the playoffs. For a team that's Stanley Cup or bust, that's an F. That doesn't get any worse than that. We will not make playoffs. If we lose the next four games, season's over. I know I said that if we lose the next three games last week, but I'm willing to give us a little extension for four more games. 
<laughs> oh man uh, mario said tj uh covid19 regulations are tighter in canada um than what they are in the united states game postponements also depends on the local authorities and not only on the nhl and the nhlpa sure. fair enough sure. uh john p said what do you think lou's reaction to barry's perplexity what the hell's wrong with you barry come on wake up out there look at that <laughs> I smacked, I smacked I was my hair. You hit the shit out of your head, Grumpy. You, I, how do you feel, man? I want to make sure all your neurons are firing up there, man. You I'm smacked fine. the hell out of yourself. That's what uh, you smacked him in the head. Said, come on, wake up. You know <laughs> what? We have the, the front office. This podcast has the least hair. Our front office has the least amount of hair, too. <laughs> That's true. Tommy B's Barry and Lou are bald. They're Tommy Baffy bald. <laughs> grumpy you're looking a little top oh hey our podcast i think also is the most bold podcast of most bold i just said that thanks for listening thanks for playing oh stop grumpy stop welcome to the party pal i don't know i don't know um michael m saying shane wright season no i'm just not on board with that just quite yet we won't get him i if you could tell me right now that if we tanked and got him i'd say i'm all for it all for it. That's a, well. How long do you think it would be until Shane Wright actually gets a chance to with the Barry Trots? It would at least spend a year, at least a year. If he was the first overall pick, he would not. I don't think he'd make the roster out of camp. Well, then he's the only he guy. He should. He should. That's what teams are doing. Why? You want to get them on their entry level deals as soon as possible. Get those guys playing. Don't leave in them in juniors. He's obviously too good for juniors right now can't play in the AHL for two years. Why would you possibly not play him up on your team? A guy that talented. Just foolish. I don't know. Maybe I'm just joking around being hyperbolic. I don't know. There's a, there's a slight bit of me that thinks like, hmm, maybe there, maybe. Okay, here's the thing, right, Grumpy? I, I Again, I can't tell you I've watched a lot of Shane Wright play, but you're talking point production in 16 games in EO. He's only got 19 points. So yeah, He does everything for that team. I'm not he's saying good. he does, and I'm not saying he's not going to be a fantastic player. I have no earthly idea. I'm just saying I could not imagine us elevating a guy. Let's say we won the lottery. I couldn't imagine us playing him on the island as the first season. He would be spending another year in the O. When was the last time that a first – and Owen Power doesn't count because Buff, he didn't want to – he just decided he wanted to go to college for a year. When was the last time that uh, – uh, No, go to college for another year. I think he was in college the year before because of COVID. Oh, Maybe. He's been fantastic for Michigan, though. Dominant. Really good. They say he might come up the second half of the year. Yeah, think but, about it. 14 games played, he's got 20 points. Michigan Michigan is a loaded team. Think about it. They've got Kent Johnson for the, the – hey, guys, you want, you want to hear about the bearer of bad news? Kent Johnson was drafted by the Blues. You've got Luke Hughes, which was drafted by the Devils this year. You look at a lot of guys in our division had a lot of early picks, and, and uh, I think they may have hit on some of those picks early on. That's all I'm going to say. I think power leads the NCA in scoring. I wouldn't doubt it. And he's he's really really good. But other than that, who's a number one overall pick who didn't play with their team in the first year? I can't even remember the last one. When your team sucks like that, those guys should play. You want to hear want to hear something funny? Columbus Cole Sillinger. I know he was drafted too this year. He was drafted 11th overall or 12th overall. He's already playing on a consistent minutes there with Columbus. Columbus. It's not like Columbus is a cellar dweller. Shit, they're better record than we've got oh man oh man most of the teams around the league play their young players why this way you get them on their entry-level deals 
and you're able to spend the money somewhere else, the the better players on a losing team too. I just, it just, it just such retroactive thought. Adam N said, we capitalize on the power play and those games are wins. Screwing up the power play takes all the air out of the balloon. I don't disagree with that. I'm jealous of Adam's hair and his beard, honestly, just looking at that picture. Um, uh, but our power play is really inept right now. It's just really, really bad. I agree, Michael M. We do need to massively retool. Uh, Michael M. also saying we might be missing eight guys, uh, but guys playing the worst are the regular. Are, re- are the regular? True. I mean, are the guys who are all out? We're all underperforming to a man. Underperforming, except for Pelican, maybe. We scored six goals in the last seven games. Let that sink in. And that was before, think about it, right? We've only had the COVID issue for two of those games. So, you know, even if you say, hey, we, we loaded up, we scored goals against Calgary. So even if we exclude, let's say, hey, you know, those goals were scored beforehand. Even if you're scoring six goals in four games, you're still kind of, th- or six goals in, in four five goals in, think Four about goals it. in five games. Because yeah. you scored two against Calgary. So four goals in five games. Yikes. Yikes. Just don't yikes. put the puck in the net. I'm glad we had that third line acquisition of Zach Parise. He's going to make that line so much better. How many goals is he going to get this year, TJ? I said I said ten to fifteen. And what did I say, seven to ten? No, it I looks like I'm on the high side too. Don't worry. Maybe maybe I said fifteen. I said fifteen. Maybe you said ten to fifteen. I don't know. Maybe you said ten. Oh, I, I didn't say ten to fifteen. I said tops ten. Seven okay. to ten. Okay. <laughs> and I might even have overshot that by a mile. Uh, Mario said only one guy had free reign on offense. It was Ovechkin. Carlson was not a Nor- Norris Trophy material for the majority of the time Trotz was there. Neither was uh, Roman Yossi when Trotz was in Nashville. Or Shea Weber. Or Shea Weber? Uh, maybe Shea Weber was. I can't remember. They, but he shackles he shackles talent, which is to me is just the dumbest thing ever, honestly. Alexander said Paul Mary is a major F minus, 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 minus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, $5 million a year, right? Great deal. Thanks. Why, 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 why do they need to sign him? Because he bought a house on Long Island. I don't give a shit. I don't care that you bought a house here. We don't want you. We want we want high-end talent, not a ham and egger like you. <laughs> I want a two society. Three goals in 33 games as an Islander. That's great. And the, and the regular season. Uh, Watatuso yeah, says here, agreed. The way Barry looks on the bench these past few games is uh, it's concerning. Yeah, disconcerting. Very true. James F. saying here, the team's lost its identity. True. Uh, Alexander saying, rather have Brock Besser than JT Miller. Nick D. said, oh, man, I didn't know you guys were on tonight. Shit, I apologize. That was my fault. I did not let anybody really know that it was on. We're going to do one on Tuesday. I had forgotten I travel tomorrow. and we're. But, hey, for those who just joined in, we're going to be doing the live streams during the games. We got the merch out. We got a lot of things done. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is just kind of like a pop-up. We just wanted to make sure we had something for that Thanksgiving week. That's for certain. Um, okay, Grump. True. True. Brian B. saying JT Miller's a waste, uh, and, J- and Miller's a better player than Paul Mary. No doubt about uh, that. But He still doesn't make a difference, though, with this team. He's not a difference maker. Uh, and then Alice 44 said here, by the way, just Google search JT Miller. Every article says he's going to the wild. No mention of the Islanders. I don't see any way how we can land him. It doesn't help anyway. We're so far away from being a good team right now. You have to, I'm going to say it again. We have to get back to playing 
okay, JT Miller scores all these points playing for Vancouver and everywhere else he goes. What do you figure? He's maybe a 40-point-a-season player playing here then? If In I mean, an 82-game year, maybe 50. I don't think that. Uh, he's probably a 40-point-a-year guy, uh, guy playing here. No one scores points here. We don't, we don't put a premium on goal scoring and creating offense. Just don't. But the team needs to right the ship before you even consider making a move. Oh, okay. I think Bailey was exposed. Um, Martin was not. They protected him, if you can believe that. He and Clutterbuck, what a nightmare. We were afraid they're going to take him. Well, so what? You want to protect fourth-line players? Think would about the, how stupid that is. Would the team really have been that much worse off if we decided to, if we lost Cal Clutterbuck or we lost Matt Martin? Was that really have been a detrimental loss to this team? Because the fourth line has been so freaking fantastic through the first 15 games, right? Would that really have been a big loss, guys? Who the hell protects fourth-line players? Teams protect their top-line players. They don't protect fourth-line players. That said... I didn't have a problem with ever leaving. I'm not going to change my point of view. It's because we wanted to dump salary. I'm no problem. We needed to move salary. I have no problem. I'm glad they took him. I would have wished they would have taken Bailey, but they took him. What's the difference? Well, Everly's a better player than Bailey, but it doesn't really matter. The key was to lose salary cap money. But here's the thing. You don't protect fourth line players. You just don't do it. It's just so stupid. It, it's again, we value third and fourth line players more than we do top six players. Just ridiculous. Coach Tommy B, we will not be. Not after they play the Bridgeport Islanders, not when the Rangers play. We'll be well, I will be out of town, but I like the I like the joke. Um, but uh we'll be going live again on Saturday, Saturday evening, and we'll cover the uh Philadelphia Flyers game on Tuesday. We'll be doing a live stream during that game. Ariel C said, I truly believe last year was a year if we had Lee. Grump, I know you disagree, but Lee was having a fantastic season before he got hurt. Uh, he could have helped us out. Oh, well. Well, here's the thing. If we had Lee, we wouldn't have had Palmieri either. So And his yeah. seven playoff goals against Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know, he didn't score oh, any how against how play- No, he didn't have he didn't have seven playoff goals against Pittsburgh, did he? He didn't have any. I'm going to tell you what. Uh, maybe that in Boston. He didn't have any against Tampa. That much I can tell you. Only one guy showed up on offense. And here's the thing. Anders Lee could have helped. It didn't matter. Tampa Bay did just enough to beat us, and they just – Tampa Bay was just the best team in the league last year. Didn't matter who was playing. Didn't matter. Mm. They were the best. Nothing nothing wrong in that. Let you read that, Grumpy. I'll let you read that. Grumpy's right. This team wasn't playing well with these clowns in the lineup. Don't want to hear that excuse anymore. Don't want to hear it. James F. said, don't understand why we couldn't play at the Coliseum until the new arena was done. Yeah, I, well, they already made adjustments to say, hey, we're no longer going to use them. I don't, I don't know the legality of how that works and what they do or do not allow, but I don't know. Maybe that was in it. Um, here you go. Isles 44 said, Grump, singing some Zepp. Made my day. I love Led Zeppelin. John P. saying, yeah, Grumpy's singing some Led Zeppelin. Now, that was classic. There you go. Love, like I said, love Zeppelin. How much turkey are you going to be eating on that couch on Thursday, Grump? Um, I will. Actually, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be uh, over my nephew's house. So uh, we'll be there eating turkey dinner. I don't know how much. I'm not going to put on a scale or anything like that. I probably should. But I'm not going to. Uh, I'll eat until I get tired, I guess. So that could be. 
I don't know. Not too long. I get tired early in the afternoon, so I have to eat turkey. Oh. Tryptophan does me in. Oh, and Tommy B was saying, yeah, people can watch from the bars. What a Tuso size says, yeah, I was at the Toronto game. Definitely some empty seats. Not 30 to 40%. There's a ton of stuff to look at around the arena. Okay, I guess yeah, people joining the you know ambiance of the arena and not sitting down and watching the game question mark maybe it's better not to watch the what's going on in the ice right now oh man maybe people drown in their sorrows could be a lot of things <laughs> time b said yeah tomorrow we cannot fall behind with this current group yeah especially we got we got to take the early goal lead and even then we uh, we're going to be hemmed in our own zone i have the feeling if we take a lead against them and it's not like a three or four goal lead we are going to be completely just hemmed in our own zone trying to prevent them from doing anything because it's going to be they're going to be getting 15 20 shots in a period if we've got a one goal lead going into the third we're not beating the rangers tomorrow not happening i i'm sorry we're just we're not going to beat the rangers Jesus. michael t said i believe hickey was called up oh god you know that i just love to see hickey out there Josh M saying, what are your thoughts on this abysmal power play? I literally turned the game off because it's so frustrating to watch. Yeah. I, like I said, I was hoping that the advertising race would go sat down so much that we could advertise this podcast on that power play. <laughs> so it makes it affordable. Uh, watch TJ and the grumpy old man skewer the Islanders on their power play. The <laughs> Islanders never say die power play. Oh, good gracious. Good gracious, man. Uh, we could trade the entire fourth line for a third round pick. Love those guys. Uh, they were beasts in the, back in their time. But let's be honest, they're done. They're cashed. They were, here's the, they were done last year, too. I told everyone, and they signed Casey Zizekas back for six. Count it, six years at 30. I've never seen a fourth line guy get, get uh, what was it, uh, 11 years in contracts. I've never seen it before. And then Tommy else saying, Gold Chef's a guy that I'm truly interested in watching. Yes. that See, that that's what I look for. If the, if the team's going bad like it is now, I look at individual play of guys who haven't been up before. I know what we're going to get from the Palmieri's, the Parisi's, all the other ham and egg or hacks. I know we're going to see that from them. But I want to see what the new guys bring to the table. Are they somebody that we could put into the lineup? Uh, here's the thing. If Golachev doesn't make it to the big team this year, he's leaving anyway. Might as well give him a shot and see what he's got. He's, he's got his chance. He's, he'll be playing. He'll be playing, Grumpy. Anatoly Goloshev will He's, he's not going to be happy sitting in Bridgeport, I can tell you that much. Alice 44 said, where's Hosang? Oh, yeah, right. He's in the minors. In Britain. He's in He's in, He's in. in the A. He's for the Toronto Marlies. I don't remember there being a big frenzy of teams looking to sign him. The two of you guys need to get over your man crush on him already. I have a man crush on Josh Hosang. Do I want to see us? I want to see. I want to see Josh Hosang succeed. So I will root for him. I will be rooting for him till the cows come home. If you if you catch that, I don't have a man crush on Josh Hosang. I sure, just think they, they never gave him a shot here. All I wanted was for him to get a shot. That's all I wanted. And here's the thing: look at how loaded Toronto is. You don't think he'd be a better option playing on this team offensively? That's my whole problem with it. They never gave him a shot. Mm -mm -mm. Matthew S. saying, live and let die. James live Bond. and let die. <laughs> live and let die. Yeah, that's a old Paul McCartney. Yeah, good song. Uh, Paul McCartney. 
I think it was with wings at the time. James F said, now let's blame, uh, let's blame now the net. Let's blame the net now. Instead of worrying about the traffic outside of UBS, start worrying about the team. I don't know what that's for. Um, I think they're having, I think they're having problem with the trains getting up there and everything. Oh, oh, is that what they're talking about during the games? Oh, I don't know. We have not listened because the two the two home games, I think we live there and those are or maybe I don't know. But uh, yeah, the Blues got uh, hot. The Blues run was on a hot goalie uh, who played well out of his mind. That's right. Jordan Bingington. Yep. Played a hell of a time. Yeah, that's right. He played pretty good this year, too. Paul we, have one of those. we have one of those. He don't play all. He doesn't play as much as he should. He wants to see Anthony Bavillier on the first line. You got to yep. put the press plays on the first line. Don't disagree. At least give it a, at least give it a try for a couple of a couple of games. Your lineup is depleted as it is. Put Wallstrom and Bavillier with Barzell and see what happens. Why not even give it a shot? It's like it's not even a consideration for him. I think you're right, Anthony R. Right? I don't I don't see a 180 with COVID, the injuries we've had and everything like that. Like that. I think it's gonna be really tough to see a 180 as to what we're seeing on the ice. I don't think it's just gonna magically, you know, flip the switch per se. So mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, Jake, sorry, we didn't let people know. I apologize. That was my fault. But he said I joined late. Uh, maybe you guys already brought this up. But other than the first rounder, what do we have to offer anybody for a trade? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, young, our prospects, Atu Ratu, Samuel Bulldog, Robin Sallow. That's what uh, Staple was saying. Yeah, we can move our younger guys. Why on earth would you ever move a younger guy to try to prop up this dying dinosaur. Just don't do it. Throwing good after bad. What a film said. Mish guys tonight at walk in Charlie. Um, I think uh, we're back there to the wall, right? We got our back on the wall. You got to, I think we're going to have to grit our teeth. I think the Islanders have that in them. I really do. It's not going to be easy though. He's an eternal optimist. I love water. It's great. What the films David S saying the over under the number of points the Islanders will have by the end of the season is 92 and a half at Foxwoods. Um, is it a safe bet or do you take the under? I, I, after four games, I'll tell you, I guess you got to make that bet now because the odds change all the time. I don't know what it was at the beginning of the year, but you should have bet the under for whatever it was at the beginning. I, I'll tell you, I'll bet I don't the even know if 93 points is enough to make the playoffs. I say about to say I'll bet the under on that. I don't think ninety three is enough to make the playoffs either. Oh man, oh man! But they're just saying how many points the Islanders have, so it might not make the playoffs. But could they have that many points? I don't even know if they can have that many points. Jake is saying, which small animal do I need to sacrifice to the hockey gods for the number one overall pick? Just Josh kidding, Bailey. Josh Bailey. <laughs> no small animal, Grump. Animal. Oh, I thought he said useless animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bailey made me curse on this podcast. That's why I, I that's why the live streams are going to be dangerous when he plays because I, it just happens. Sorry, Frank K was saying way under maybe 70 or 75. No, we'll, we'll have more than that. We'll have more. <laughs> no, we're not going to be that bad. Anthony R said, Grumpy, stop backtracking. We suck. We're old. We can't compete with all the speed now in the NHL. It's time to retool this team. I didn't know, Grumpy, you're backtracking on that. I don't think I was backtracking at all on that. <laughs> That's what I said. 
that I agree with that. We should, I think, I think we should rebuild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Drew L. Grumpy said, bold take here, but Lou could have had guys like uh, uh, Cedric Placat or uh, oh. Paquette. Paquette. Uh, Giovanni Giovanni Smith. Smith. Giovanni you know Smith. what? They're even, they're even spelling Smith. it phonetically and you mess it up. Giovanni Smith hasn't done much for Detroit. Um, if he was so concerned about their identity line, their grinders with speed. And they don't cost anywhere near as much as he paid for his guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When a film said Barzal Wallstrom showed some potential chemistry or showed some potential together on the power play, I would have put, you know, I would have put, I would have had Lee uh, toughening out in front of the net with Barzal uh, and then to pass it to Wallstrom who can shoot it. When Lee comes back, I'm still all for that. You need a shooter with Barzal. Mm-hmm. That's Wallstrom. Lee is not a shooter. He's the garbage man. That's what you need. When a film's also saying we're hitting the panic button early. We're going to see that these guys got the never say die. Never forget it. I love water. He's great. Mm-mm-mm. Fantastic. Josh M saying, guys, we could have signed this offseason. There Uh-oh. weren't many to have signed. No, he was asking. He wants a list of guys oh. who signed this offseason. Well, they didn't make a move for anybody. They didn't make a move for anyone. They had they signed all their guys probably day one, maybe even before they never made a move for anyone. I don't think you could have acquired someone through free agency like that, but you know, it, it was, Hey, you could have made, 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 made some trades. You had pieces, but, uh, Oh, you know, here's the thing. I'm wondering now, you know how we were saying, Hey, we're big on bringing in Vladimir Tarasenko. We needed Vladdy Tarasenko. I still think he would have helped this team. Do you think he would have helped us enough? To put us to put us on the right track, though, Grump. I'm not sure. Hindsight. Now, when I watch the team, I'm not sure if Vladdy Tarasenko would have been enough. Hindsight being 2020, no, because to me, it seems like uh, it, it seems like we've gotten all of our core guys have kind of gotten old at the same time, which is not unexpected. They're all in their 30s. They don't mm-hmm. skate as well. They don't shoot as well. They, you know, they just can't do the things they were able to do. Maybe, well, I mean, it's not even like they played a boatload of games the last two years. It's really been like two regular seasons if you, you know, just add the play add the playoff games to regular season games. And what are they, 82, 85 game seasons? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I tell you. So, yeah, well, I'm kind of stretching a little bit, but it's relatively close. Uh, tell me if you want to know, do you have any T-shirts with Grumpy's couch? The Grumpy not couch. Yet. I should have had one with the couch. <sighs> Jeez, Louise, I'll tell you. Uh, Warzone Senior Citizens is saying, uh, seven-year AAV Lee contract was bad pre-COVID. It's a disaster post-COVID cap. I couldn't believe it when they signed him. To the, I remember doing a podcast right after. I'm like, why the hell would you give this guy seven years at $7 million per? He's just an average player. Uh, I was proven right. What a film saying. I think you guys uh, should call some of the plays like announcers for the Michigan-Ohio State game. TJ, let... Let grumpy old man speak more. Trust me, grumpy's Troy Aikman. You're you're Joe Buck. Joe Buck on a quiet day. <laughs> I tell you, we're gonna we're gonna call some plays during that game. Absolutely, and that's for people who don't know. On the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man uh, podcast, we're gonna be live streaming Ohio State the game Ohio State versus Michigan this Saturday. Uh, I think it starts at twelve. I guess we'll be on a little bit earlier. I do have yep. to go get a, a flu shot this week, uh, that day. So 
but I'll make sure I'm back for tomorrow. Oh, good to know. What a film saying, Tommy B, you're not giving up, are you? No, Tommy B is not giving up. Uh-uh. Tommy B is not giving up. Warzone Cedar says to say, TJ, try lifting weights. That way you aren't a walking noodle. Oh, wham! I was about to say, I need to... Crushed! What can I say? At least... Oh. Least amount of the of hair is fine. Least amount of clothing is TJ. Oh, I God. told him that water. I told him. I said, put it. I said, what is this with the tank top? Stop embarrassing yourself. I got done with the gym. What can I say? Alice forty four says uh, you have a very nice top four: Impelic, Pulak, Mayfield, and Dobson. Maybe Sallow is the real deal. Sorokin and Neck, keep Barzi, Wallstrom, Bavillier, and Bellows. Adios to everybody else. I was about to say. You got a lot of solid pieces. That's why you, when you say rebuild, I'm kind of like, eh, I'm more okay. like a rebuild. Re rebuild doesn't mean everybody, but you're talking. Look at how many players he's talking about. Mayfield is going to be a no go because his salary cap, his salary is up after next year. His contract's up one point four five. We're not going to be able to afford him. He's going to be gone. So you're looking Pellet, Pulak, Dobson, Sallow, Sorokin, Barzal, Wallstrom. All right, that's like nine guys. You ice twenty one every day. Ice 21. So, I mean, I consider that a full rebuild. When I'm talking full rebuild, I'm talking six or seven new guys. That's a, To me, that's a rebuild. Six or seven new guys is a rebuild. Fair enough. Uh, don't Evans. gut the farm system. Happy Thanksgiving to all Islanders fans. That's right. Happy Absolutely. Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. Uh, SP said, we may have gotten a steal with our 2025th round pick. Uh, William DeFord, literally uh, scrounging for things I can be excited about with this team. Like I said, watch, just watch the game and watch how the younger guys play. Like Sallow, Is, does he get better with his passing? Like instead of passing cross ice, turning it over, even if he makes a mistake, does he pick his man up in front of that? That was the one thing I noticed on Marner's last goal. He didn't, he made a mistake and he followed up by not picking up his man going to the side of the net. If he gets better on those things, that's the improvement that you're looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, you're going to see those mistakes with the young guys, which is cool, but can we get better from it? That's all I care about. To miss pessimistic saying here, the good thing about sucking this early is that you can rest easy and accept that <laughs> that we're done. I don't have to. I don't have to uh, have this team toying with my emotions like they did when Bavillier scored the overtime winner against Tampa in Game Six. Yep, true that. Very true. What a film saying. You guys are the best. Nice to have you calling Thursday's game. Also. Um, we won't be calling any game. Oh, we'll because uh, maybe Tuesday's game. Uh, Grumpy's not a fan of the Flyers, and neither am I. So let him have it, Grumpy. I hate those damn Flyers, man. I hate them. Drew said, "Yeah, Stephen DeFore's got 31 points in 20 Q games. 20 games for the Q. The only thing is, I will say he's really so overage now. He's as about to say he's he's 19 years old. He he's turns 20. He's about to be. You know, he's he's overage. He's playing against guys that are 16 years old sometimes. So I will say, like when he's putting up points like that, the Q is a league where you usually put up points in droves. And I see certain people like, oh man, Stephen DeFore is going to go ahead and uh, William DeFore is going to light it up." Maybe I just I'm, I'm a guy. Let's see how he starts performing in Bridgeport. He's not afraid to shoot the puck, though. And, uh, you know, with a guy that big, I don't know how good of a skater he is. That's something I'm sure he'll have to work on. But, yeah, I'm excited for those guys. He's I, that's what I want to see. He's a big it guy. Feels like it feels like it's 1999 again. Where we're just, hey, let's get ready for the draft. How do these guys look? God almighty. Not back to that again. Grump, man. We're at the end. 
Sorry, it was a longer. Oh, SP said here, agree, Grump. I hate the Flyers with a burning passion. There's no team in sports that I hate more than the Flyers. I say it often. I've rooted for the Russians over the Flyers back in, uh, what was it, whatever they had, the Canada uh, Russian series. I rooted for uh I rooted for the I rooted for the Russians. How bad is that? How much I my hatred for the Flyers is? It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. I'll tell you. Um, Drew also said he's playing against Matthew Savoy and uh, Connor uh, Connor Bedard. I couldn't tell you those guys are. I got to do more research. Um, but uh, Grump, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yep. No, I just want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens, and even those who don't. From TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. And I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. I consider the people who listen to this podcast and comment in is like part of our family, honestly. You know, we talk Islanders and, you know, sometimes positive, sometimes negative. But uh, we're not going to lie to you. That's for certain. That's just how we truly feel. So, but uh, have a really fantastic and blessed Thanksgiving. And we'll catch you on Saturday night. And TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show will be on Saturday morning or like afternoon we're going to live stream the ohio state michigan game and that should be a ball of uh, just a ball of fun it will it will and we're looking forward to kind of again we unless, mentioned we're looking unless forward we TJ, unless we let tj talk about offensive lineman play Trust i cut me. that shit off right away that will happen grump that will happen. That being said, um, guys, we'll, we'll be live. We're covering more Islander games. Again, we'll be covering every single Islander game on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. That's a big news. We've got the shirts up. Again, you can find that in the link in the description below, but we finally have the merchandise up and going here, guys. Um, we'll see you on next Saturday for TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Saturday morning, Michigan versus Ohio State. And, hey, we'll also be live. Saturday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. Thanks again for everybody tuning in. Have a happy Thanksgiving whenever you're listening to this. Have a great time with family, with friends, making long-lasting memories. Um, you know, the, the small things like that always matter. Uh, again, try to forget about the Islanders for a little bit. Enjoy some time with family. Disconnect a little bit. It'll be fun, hopefully. The Islanders could send us off with the W-2 against the Rangers tomorrow. And uh, you could you could enjoy your turkey day in peace. But thank you again, Grumpy Old Man, and thank you, everybody who listened. We'll be back with you here shortly, and, and thank you again, Grumpy. My pleasure.